Welcome to your sanity safe space with your favorite YouTube podcast duo. Skag3, whoever he is. Get your quad fascist ass out of here! Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. You are a terrific team on all counts. Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement, this This is the Matt and Blonde Show. I'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize true international (laughs) depression. Bitch, you got coronavirus. You've had the distinct honor and pleasure of having some of your emails, many of your emails, released to the public over the last few days. There was an email sent to you from an executive at EcoHealth Alliance, and this is one of the companies that funded some of the research at the Wuhan lab. And this email thanked you for saying you believed that the origins of the coronavirus were natural. Quote, I wanted to say a personal thank you on behalf of our staff for publicly standing up and stating that the scientific evidence supports a natural origin for COVID-19. From bat to human spillover. Every move you not a lab release. Every bond you break, every step you take, I'll be watching you. I still believe the most likely origin is from an animal species to a human. The idea is quite far-fetched that the Chinese deliberately engineered something so that they could kill themselves as well as other people. Uh, I, I think that's a bit far out, John. I doubt it. You are fake news. Go back to where you come from, okay? Very fake news. You are a threat. <laughs> what the, who the fuck made this shit up? All right, America, go to the YouTube right now. And also big ups to Rebecca for keeping Matt woke. Dude, Matt straight up sucks. Congratulations to both of you. You're awesome. I I can't do it. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. Fuck it. Do it live. I'll write it and we'll do it live. Hello and welcome to the show. It is a great show. It is a terrific show. It is a tremendous show. Frankly, the best. You can ask anyone about that. People often do, I'm told. This is the Matt and Blonde Show. My name is Matt Christensen. I'm flanked on my right, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Blonde. Welcome. Hello. If you're watching us instead of the Logan Paul Floyd Mayweather fight or whoever's fighting right now before they fight. That's tonight. That's uh, coming up and maybe as soon as an hour's time. Mm. Thanks for hanging out with us if you are. And if you're listening later, uh, I don't blame you. I'm not a big fight person, not a big boxing guy or UFC or any of that stuff. But I have a casual interest in this fight. Although I watched the Pacquiao Floyd, May- Floyd Mayweather fight a few years ago, and that's really the only boxing match I've watched as an adult. And Floyd Mayweather just ran around the whole time, and it sucked. <laughs> and then I was told that's kind of his uh, strategy. That's how he operates. So it'll be interesting to see if he does it again this time. I shouldn't criticize boxing because I, I want to get back into blood sports as a society, but I want more of a fight to the death situation. Okay, so boxing not gay, or at least on the right path. Yeah, but yet I think UFC fighting is kind of gay. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, they do those. Uh, they do the like pin moves and stuff, right? And there's a lot of it's like the leg head wrapping. and crotch. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Just so we're clear. Well, the news, of course, stops for nobody. And uh, 
well, even highly anticipated boxing matches. Plenty to discuss tonight, including, of course, a bulk of Dr. Fauci's emails from last year get released in a FOIA request. We'll go through some of that. It's been talked to death this week, so we won't go on too long. But Dr. Fauci is doing the media rounds late into the week and into the weekend, playing victim over it. And most interestingly to me, he provided the best evidence of an intentional lab release of the virus, which is that Dr. Fauci now denies it. So that means it's almost certainly true. Yeah. And a federal judge in California overturns the state's 30 year old assault weapons ban. What does it mean for now? Uh, what is it going to mean on appeal? Will it get to the Supreme Court? We'll go through all of that. AOC this week complained that her Puerto Rican, uh, I want to pronounce it correctly, Puerto Rican, how do they? Puerto Rican. Okay, the, her Puerto abuela in Puerto Rico uh, is living in squalor along uh, after Hurricane Maria a few years ago. And it oh, you mean like home. different than other Puerto Ricans living in squalor? Uh, no, this is you. Uni- no, no, no. This is just because Hurricane Maria caused it and Trump didn't get them the money. That is the gotcha. point of AOC's tweet. So uh, Matt Walsh over at the Daily Wire raises uh, over one hundred thousand dollars on GoFundMe to help AOC's abuela. And now AOC's family, as of Friday or perhaps Saturday morning, yesterday, rejected the money. And uh, certain media outlets are covering uh, this fund as some sort of an attack. Unbelievable. Plus, we have a hoax hate triple play, including a, a sitting congresswoman, sitting Republican congresswoman making claims about Antifa vandalizing her home. Suspicious oddities in uh, this claim. Uh, we'll go through that. And uh, the movie, this uh, movie review this week is Groundhog Day. So stick around for that. And we will check in with Super Chats on YouTube, Tippy Stream, Trovo and D Live in between topics. Ten bucks and up on the Sunday show because we are no good low down money grabbers. We'll take as many as we can until 11.30 p.m. Eastern, so please get them early. Uh, get them in early if you'd like them read, and thank you for that. Uh, it will be all this and more in your favorite couple hours of listing material. Remember, you can find everything show-related and support the show over on the website. That's mattchristensenmedia.com. Don't forget, we have the show store up and running. We have T-shirts, we have mugs, we have hats, we have it all, so check that out. And, of course, we have special deals from friendly listener owned businesses as well. Uh, This week's feature business uh, is a big supporter of the show. And that's our friends over at charity swipes. Uh, If you own or manage a business, you need to speak to charity swipes. They are a credit card processor, just like square and PayPal, but with lower fees, which means you keep more money in your pockets where it belongs. They have solutions for all types of businesses from retail to restaurants, to e-commerce, So no matter what kind of business you have, they have a program to meet your needs. Not only does Charity Swipes help businesses save on their credit card processing, but they're all about giving back to the community as well. As their name suggests, they give 30% of their annual profit to charities like Make-A-Wish, the Wounded Warriors Project, and the Gary Sinise Foundation. So simply by working with Charity Swipes, you're supporting nonprofits across the country. You can get started with Charity Swipes today and receive a free card reader as well as a free setup and free training. You can view all the details of their offer at CharitySwipes.com MC. Every sign-up greatly supports our show as well. So if you own a business, do yourself and us a favor and go check them out. That's CharitySwipes.com MC. You can find... Um, Everything you need from Charity Swipes, plus other great offers from the rest of our friendly listener-owned businesses, including Phoenix Ammo, Sonoran Defense Technologies, Hero Soap Company, and more at mattchristensenmedia.com slash deals. Deals 
for listeners by listeners. Plus, uh, I just got emailed a little while ago that we had a meetup in Chattanooga recently. This from listener Joshy Boy. So that is nice to see. Hope you guys had fun out there. If you're interested in um, meeting fellow listeners of the show in your area, you can network with the contacts uh, on the community page of my website. That's mattchristiansonmedia.com slash community. And of course, send us a lovely picture like this one if you do. Hope you guys had fun. All right. Hopping into the news, I have to fake news myself because um, fake news. Andy No was, in fact, attacked by Antifa. I thought that was BS, but that turns out to be the truth. True story. Should we play the clip first or should I give you a rundown? of? Sure. I have his interview on Fox News where he explains. Yeah, basically what happened. Here's what Andy had to say. This particular time, I was actually undercover fully in their uniform, marching along with them. I think what gave it away, though, is they paid attention to the fact that I wasn't engaging in criminal activities with them, such as throwing projectiles at law enforcement or trying to damage the central police station. So they sent people over to interrogate me, and then they pulled off my mask and my goggles and shouted, that's him, get him, get him. And I ran for my life throughout downtown Portland in the middle of the street. There was no police. The fastest one in the mob caught up to me, tackled me to the ground, and was repeatedly punching me on the back of my head and my face. And I was pleading for mercy. He got distracted. I got up and ran into the nearest thing that was open because most of the businesses in downtown Portland are boarded up, which was the Nines Hotel. When I got in, I I pled with the hotel security and staff to call 911, and they told me that I needed to put on a mask and that I had to leave. Oh, God. Hmm. And I, I forgot to grab the, the picture of the uh, alleged attacker that was included in that piece. Damn it. Okay, the alleged attacker included in that piece was a fat chick. However, in his account, he says... The fastest one, and then he, which leads me to believe that it's not a fat woman. Let me see if I can find the picture. Do you have anything else? Are there any other details of what exactly happened here? Well, he went, uh, he left Portland because of his attack two years ago, but his parents are quite old and elderly. And so he's returned to take care of his parents. And um, yeah, they just... They just recognize him even with a mask and goggles on and then and then beat his ass. And then in, in the tweet that he wrote, uh, he got hit hit pretty bad. They messed up one of his eyes. He was bleeding in several places. And this, this poor guy, gosh. Yeah, like, I can't find Asian can't get a break. Yeah, I can't find the image of the attacker. Damn it. That's uh, poor preparation on my part. But if you want to see, go watch the Laura Ingram interview on mm-hmm. Fox News. And they've got an image of the uh, alleged attacker. And um don't get me wrong. I don't want to go uh, to downtown Portland wearing a uh, Andy No costume. I think I would be attacked mercilessly. But if that indeed was the person who uh, beat up Andy No, <laughs> there's got to be more yeah. to the story. That's I good. hope so, because he was <laughs> yeah. like, and I was getting beat and hit on the back of the head and I was begging for mercy. And I was like, oh, I hope I hope that wasn't your attacker because... Must have been the ringleader. Must have been the person barking orders. I assume it was much more than one person, yet they did single out this person. Yeah. All right. uh, Another update to a previously covered story. 
Uh, remember in DC, there were those two uh, youths who were... <laughs> I don't even know how you can possibly frame that one politely or nicely. They they carjacked that Pakistani Uber Eats driver guy. He's trying to fight them to get control of his car back. They drive off. He ends up on the hood of the car. Or however, he got dragged along and a block or two down the street. He is dead on the concrete. And those two uh, youths phone? are concerned about what happened to their phones. Urban so one youths. of them, yeah. one is sentenced now and, and the other is still pending. Is that accurate? Um, the 15 year old got the maximum sentence, which is six years of youth detention. That's right. it. Uh, yeah, it's just incredible to me that that's all that they can do. But tell me more about Kyle Rittenhouse, everybody. Like the difference between 15 and 17 is so huge. Yeah. One self-defense and the other one is a carjacking gone wrong. Well, the um, other the other is uh, something akin to murder, at least yeah. uh, or at least some yeah. kind of uh, manslaughter charge. Kyle Rittenhouse, certainly the evidence says self-defense. This is probably the sort of thing where you have to draw an arbitrary line somewhere. As I recall in this case, per D.C. law or whatever the, the relevant jurisdiction is, they were not able to charge these kids as adults, even though one was 15. This is as far under, as far as I understand, the maximum penalty that current law allows. Yeah. Yeah. Which is something to think about. Which is crazy. If you're 15, you axe murder your whole family. Is that all they can do in D.C.? I guess so. Six years. Um, at, at what what kind of facility is she going to be in? It's Some sort juvenile. of juvenile detention center? Yeah. 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 Youth detention. Yeah. Yeah. So the judge, Lynn Leibowitz, said the girl will have to be released on her 21st birthday, but she hopes that the time the girl will have received in youth detention um, means that she'll never be in a position to do anything like this again. I'm pretty sure she'll get her record expunged. too. We shall see. And we don't know about, we just don't know about the other kid or what's the status on that. That's not, not sentenced. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, Joe Biden put yet another uh, racist foot into his mouth this week. Uh, racist by their standards, at least. I'm not here to rip on Joe Biden as a, a, an intentional racist or whatever. But point is, if anyone else said the things that he was saying, they would be ripped yeah. up and down for this sort of uh, racial commentary. So he's speaking Tuesday in Tulsa, and he's commemorating the 100-year anniversary of the Tulsa race riots. And my understanding of the context here, he's pushing for more federal contracts and business loans for minority owned businesses, saying that black entrepreneurs are just as capable as white entrepreneurs. It's just that they don't have lawyers or accountants. And the data shows young black entrepreneurs are just as capable of succeeding, given the chance as white entrepreneurs are. But they don't have lawyers. They don't have they, they, they don't have accountants. But they have great ideas. Does anyone doubt this whole nation would be better off from the investments those people make? And I promise you, that's why I set up this National Small Business Administration that's much broader, because they're going to get those loans. Now, of course, this is right in line with Biden's past greatest hits. Remember, um, poor kids are just as capable as white kids. As and white kids. <laughs> vote for me or you ain't black. this notion that somehow if you're poor you cannot do it poor kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids it's a long way until november we got more questions you got more questions but i tell you if you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or trump and you ain't black 
<laughs> well, to his actual question, does anyone doubt that we'd be better off um, that we does anyone doubt that we'd be better off by making these investments? Yes, I do. Um, yeah, what sure. you're what you're talking about is making sketchy loans that banks otherwise refuse. And yeah. I'm going to go out on a limb and guess that the banks probably refuse those loans for reasons beyond racism. They probably refuse those loans because they aren't actually all that great of ideas and they aren't backed with solid business plans. Banks exist to make money, not to enforce racial restrictions. So even if one bank is racist, let's say there are even a handful of oddball racist banks that just refuse to loan to black uh, black people with great business ideas. If you have banks exist to make money, if there's an opportunity to make money and you have a great business plan and a solid business model, someone's going to make that loan. That's going yeah. the dollar is going to rule the racism in that case. And what, what he's really saying is, does anyone doubt that I, Joe Biden, can make wiser moves with other people's money than the banks can make with their own money? Yes, I do doubt that uh, highly. In fact, also, the question of how how exactly did these white entrepreneurs get lawyers and accountants without government assistance? How did that happen? I know. I know. Shocking. Did you know that the average black credit score is 68 points lower than the average white credit score? It's 100% racism. It's because the <laughs> credit card companies have trapped them into this pit of debt. Did we learn nothing from the housing crisis? You well, can't that, just give loans to everybody for any reason to do with. That's you know, basically what, they want. what this is. It, 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 yeah, exactly. Instead of housing, we're doing it in a business loan context that, oh, everyone's racist and they won't give out loans. So we'll just hand out loans that should never be handed out with government backing and expect it to work out. And, OK, if I grant the premise, <laughs> white people, white business owners have lawyers and accountants. How did they do it? Maybe we should analyze how it was successfully done and spread those skills into communities where it's lacking rather than just stealing other people's money and handing it over. Mm, that's not going to work either. <laughs> well, at, at least it's a more moral system. At least it doesn't involve theft and, and, and redistribution. That's just paternalism, and nobody thought that was a good idea. What we have to do is get their their family unit reinstated by 100%. by any means necessary, and then problems will deal with themselves. <laughs> we have to jail black fathers in the home. Is that what you're saying? Exactly. <laughs> yes. All right. Um, I like it. Hey, uh, every once in a while, I stumble upon a, a great idea that way. Maybe we're onto something. Maybe everybody that we're going to put away for drugs. We just put them on house arrest, but only if they have just one baby mama and they have to be married. And then we All can right. put the, the wife on house arrest, too. All right. Ideas for Blontopia coming soon. Uh, the, the fundamental idea here is just it's a callback to what he said before. If you have a lawyer or an accountant, then you ain't black. Just remember, um, you ain't truly black unless you're dependent on this senile dementia man mm -hmm. for yeah, really. pretty much everything in your life. Did you catch this Texas valedictorian's speech uh, about abortion? This yeah, I guess was, we're going to um, have to watch this again, aren't we? <laughs> it, it will be painful, painful, but there are things to say. Paxton Smith gave her class valedictorian speech this week. This is uh, at Lake High School in Dallas. And she deviated from her pre-approved speech to advocate for abortion rights, a move that was, of course, virally celebrated by blue check Twitter this week. Here was some of the speech. I have dreams and hopes 
and ambitions every girl graduating today does. And we have spent our entire lives working towards our future. And without our input and without our consent, our control over that future has been stripped away from us. I am terrified that if my contraceptives fail, I am terrified that if I am raped, then my hopes and aspirations and dreams and efforts for my future will no longer matter. I hope that you can feel how gut-wrenching that is. I hope you can feel how dehumanizing it is to have the autonomy over your own body taken away from you. And I cannot give up this platform to promote complacency and peace when there is a war on my body and a war on my rights. Dude, you're 18. You don't know anything. Uh, she knows everything, according to the Blue Checks. But um, just today, she's still active. She was uh, participating in a protest at the Texas State Capitol against the so-called heartbeat bill. This was a bill to criminalize abortion once a fetal heartbeat is detected, which can be as early as six weeks into pregnancy. The bill was signed into law last month, and it's set to take effect in September. But legal challenge is expected Recall the Supreme Court is also considering a, a similar challenge to a similar bill in Mississippi uh, this fall. And there's been all kinds of debate about whether this was an appropriate venue for this or whether this was an appropriate use of the podium or whether this is free speech or not. To me, all of that stuff is secondary to how sick our society is. When an 18-year-old girl sincerely believes, I don't doubt for a second that she genuinely believes the things that she's saying and she's yeah. bothered by things like heartbeat bills. But she sincerely believes that her only prospect at success in life depends entirely on her ability to kill her child. Yeah. And you got the adults in the audience wooing and cheering for this. Yeah, she's been heavily indoctrinated. I don't know. This is more sad to me than anything else. Everybody wants to blame this girl, but... You know so little when you're 18. Sure. You're I was just, a political become, moron. Just, just moron. Just absolute yeah. moron. So was I. Until I was about 25, things were pretty touch and go. Um, and if I were branded for the rest of my life based upon something that I had said very publicly when I was 18, it's like how much room for growth in the right direction do you really have when you're being characterized in that in that way? And she's clearly been indoctrinated. It's like sure. how much do you really accomplish by the time you're 18 if you're working for your future? It's It's absurd. Well, I, I hope someday maybe she'll think about this. You got to realize the irony of demanding access to your opportunity, which is what she's doing, well, while denying, arguing for yeah. your mom's right to snuff out your opportunity and delete this speech outright if she wanted to 18 years ago. Yeah. That if mom made a different decision and decided, I don't like Paxton, flush, that the right to this speech never would have existed, according to her own reasoning. And you want to talk about yeah. ruining life. Just wrecking your life, ruining your future dreams, ruining your entire life. Abortion, great way to do that, not just for your child, but for yourself. For yourself, yeah. I, I, honestly, I, I don't know anybody, there's nobody I've ever talked to who tells me that they're better off because of abortion or that I can see is is obviously better off because of abortion. On the On the flip side, how many people do you know with regret? People you talk to who have had yeah, connections totally. to this issue. Um and and I don't think that a lot of people that have abortions when they're very young realize the amount of regret they're going to have have later. But I, I also pity her because she's been spent uh, she's her entire life. She's been told that it's not a child either. Yeah. So she doesn't believe that she's 
advocating to snuff out the life of a child. She just, it's this clump of cells thing. It's a clump of cells, clump of cells. I've never met a single woman in my life who who has said sincerely to me, my life would have been way better off if I aborted my children. Big mistake having my children, man. What regret I have over that. I've never heard that. Whereas the regret for people's abortions, it's, it's tremendous. Like listening to Abby Johnson's account is, uh, it's tragic. It's tragic. Mm. She has to live with that. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I pity this girl. I pray that she never has an abortion. She never has to live with that. And if you have any doubt that being on the praise side of this leads to maybe bad outcomes or an unsatisfied life, just look at the blue check praise. Hillary Clinton, um, Beto O'Rourke, Kara Swisher, uh, Sarah Silverman. When I think of these people, I think of uh, happy, secure, sane, fulfilled lives for sure. Yeah, really. And if hmm. people didn't think it was so bad, would they constantly having be having to justify it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we will see if we see any more uh, activism from Miss Paxton. Um, a great and hilariously ironic story this week. Nigerian President Mu- Mu- Muhammadu, <laughs> Muhammadu Buhari. Buhari. That's we'll go with that. He had one of his tweets deleted by Twitter last week. Twitter says Buhari violated its policies when he tweeted about punishing secessionists in that country. The tweet read, many of those misbehaving today are too young to be aware of the destruction and the loss of lives that occurred during the Biafra War. Those of us in the fields for 30 months who went through the war will treat them in the language that they understand. So Twitter deleted that for, I guess, advocating violence, violating their community standards in whatever way. So President Buhari immediately responded by banning Twitter in Nigeria, promising to arrest and prosecute anyone who tries to get around the block. Many people are using VPNs to do so. Hmm. And the real story is just an impossibly ironic response from Twitter's policy account. They posted a tweet. Uh, yesterday, yesterday that reads, we are deeply concerned by the blocking of Twitter in Nigeria. Access to the free and open Internet is an essential human right in modern society. We will work to restore access for all those in Nigeria who rely on Twitter to communicate and connect with the world. Hashtag keep it on. So interesting revelation. A- access to Twitter is a fundamental human right, just not for Donald Trump, Alex yeah, Jones, really. Laura Loomer, Milo, the MyPillow guy, you name them. We're, we're blonde. <laughs> Don't forget blonde. Your human rights have been denied. I almost I know, forgot, right? even though your life has probably improved as a result of your Twitter banning. Yeah. And I'd like to take this moment to point out that I was right all along about Meghan Markle. That's true. Never forget that Meghan Markle is the reason that you're banned. And you were vindicated per the Oprah interview and many other episodes. What a dumb bitch. <laughs> All right. And the other, uh, another story here quickly. Um, pride month, uh, of course, it, it, same thing happens every year. We've seen this story quite a few times, but pride month is the time where every corporation puts a logo, puts a, a, a rainbow filter on its logo and emails you to, to sell you on homosexual product variants that they're now offering. <laughs> And each each year you get the typical pandering, but it's applied to only certain parts of the world. So, for example, you got Mercedes, Procter and Gamble, Microsoft, YouTube. They all have their kind of main accounts and then they have their Arab world or Middle East accounts. And the Middle East accounts never have rainbow anything on any of that. That's a that's a trend that happens each and every year. But it's always funny to observe. Um, There were some new Pride Month promo flubs this year, though. 
in particular, this one took a second for me to get it, but then I did. And I was like, well, that's, that's how did that make it past review? So every man Jack is a, a hygiene products company and they put out this rainbow image and they captioned it in big, bold letters groom with pride. Now, of course, huh. they mean um, shave with pride, wash your face with pride, take a shower with pride. Uh, I always thought it was wrong to say that the alphabet mafia grooms people, though. <laughs> and uh, I don't know if you'd say the same for the Asian gangs in the UK either. Do they groom with pride? Yeah, yeah I'd say so. <laughs> All right. Um, does every man Jack support grooming children with pride, I suppose, is the fundamental question. Or just... Ah, uh, just adults. Now, Skittles each year. Skittles also, this was retarded. This incredibly <laughs> stupid. Skittles is continuing. It's not actually Skittles mistake, to be fair. Skittles is continuing its annual Pride Month tradition. They remove the rainbow from their candy and they say that Pride Month during Pride Month, only one rainbow matters. So Skittles instead puts out blank white candies this time of year. And one mm. store, apparently somewhere in the UK uh, at this store, this bag of Skittles was labeled with the, the price uh, tag Skittles White Pride. So the White Pride edition <laughs> of Skittles. But, you know, it is about time that the LGBTQ agenda uh, is is totally replaced by white nationalism. So. Uh, who knew? I didn't know that Skittles was on board with uh, that sort of messaging. Skittles now, for the win. I, I think it's great. I had to double check and I want to make sure the Snopes debunk is properly represented. Snopes looked into this and the photograph is authentic. However, the photo was taken last year in 2020, according to the store uh, Spar in the UK. This labeling area, this labeling era error rather happened last year and was quickly rectified. We will make sure it never happens again. Many thanks. So authentic, buddy. Oh, Okay, last story before we hop into the Fauci emails. Uh, we all know that 2020 was a bad year for Karens. And that's true if you were a metaphorical Karen who's constantly in public confrontations over masks and social distancing. But even if you were just an actual Karen, a person named Karen, just trying to mind your own business. You, of course, were defamed as nosy, intrusive, controlling, a hysterical person. It turns out 2020 is a bad year for the future of Karens, too. Not a lot of hope at Karen redemption, because according to the Social Security Administration, it was the lowest year of newborn Karens since 1927. Oh, Karen was once the third most popular girl's name in 1965. But this drop this year was 171 spots from 2019 to 2020. And Karen is now only the 831st most popular girl's name. Only 325 newborn Karens nationwide in 2020. Godspeed. crazy. And they all have a grandmother named Karen, probably. Yeah, I assume. There's got to be a reason why you would uh, subject your child to such mockery. Yikes. Crazy. Okay. Well, let's talk a little Fauci email stuff. And um, we're not breaking any news on what's actually in the emails. We'll go through it quickly. But um, one thing that you've been fascinated with, and I, I am too, is uh, why now? Why, why are we seeing this now? As we're seeing yeah. the world sort of shift against Fauci, why are we suddenly getting a batch of emails from a year plus ago? What was the process by which these emails became public? Yeah, it was. OK, so it was BuzzFeed 
Washington Post and CNN um, that issued Freedom of Information Act requests. I could not find the original request or when they requested them. I mean, okay. all three organizations, I don't think they did it simultaneously. But in the BuzzFeed article, they said it was presiding under Trump. So I presume that at least BuzzFeed did it before January. Um, I don't know why they're doing this now, but perhaps it was to get ahead of the Vanity Fair article, which is scathing. Mm. <laughs> it's so scathing. So I don't know. I mean, why why did why would they do this now? They're clearly in and collaboration we, with one another. We don't have any indication on when they received the documentation. Have they said we received it oh, this date they, and put it? They all received it like very recently. So they didn't sit on it for any amount of time. That much we know. Uh, right. Yeah. Okay. I would be very suspicious if they sat on it, but apparently not. But they could be lying to us. I mean, I don't know. I do know that FOIA requests take months or years to fulfill. So it's not Mm -hmm. outside the norm that they they maybe uh, submit a a request sometime last year and it just now gets fulfilled. I just, to the point that you've raised, I do find it odd that so many Fauci criticisms are coming together simultaneously in this way yeah i mean but if it was the vanity fair article then why would they do all these softball interviews well that's that's a hole in any sort of uh theory about this is as we'll get to there's no shortage of persistent love for fauci it's not as though everybody got the memo to hate this guy all of a sudden they still love him despite um his nonsense so maybe they anticipated that everybody would turn against him in light of the vanity fair article and they still they're still trying to to keep this I thing going. Well, as far as what's actually in the emails, uh, to me, <laughs> there the, the, there are a lot of takeaways here. But to me, the most important stuff is about this gain of function research, uh, Fauci's support for it generally, potential funding of it, who's emailing him about it. So on February 1st, uh, 2020, Fauci emailed the NIH deputy director, Hugh Auchincloss. And he was <laughs> requesting an urgent discussion and attaching a document labeled Barrick She at all nature medicine SARS gain of function, which I believe is a paper or a study of theirs. Um, uh. And Dr. Barrick, as, as we've discussed a little bit before, he's a North Carolina epidemiologist who receives or has received NIH grants who works in cooperation with Dr. She, the bat lady at the Wuhan Virology Institute. And so what was discussed on this call, we don't know. Obviously, we we don't have a recording of that call. We don't have a transcript of that call. But what this email exchange does show is that Fauci had some urgent concerns about the work of Dr. Barrick and Dr. Xi, which we know Dr. Barrick works on gain of function research. We know Dr. Xi works on coronaviruses of bat origin in China. We know they've worked together on papers about transmissibility of coronaviruses of bat origin to humans all the pieces are there and i know dr fauci oversees a lot of things but this just shows he was urgently aware of that funding of their work i don't want to be i don't want to overstate it because we don't know what he said on this conversation but he knows something's going on dating back to february 2020 he's saying shut up i was involved in the funding of this research and i was going <laughs> to find out about it so everyone shut up yeah uh, Fauci, there was an email exchange in, in again in February of 2020 where Fauci said, yeah, uh, don't bother wearing a mask because they don't work. Uh, he wrote in this email to a colleague, the typical mask you buy in the drugstore is not really effective in keeping out virus. 
uh, or the virus, which is small enough to pass through the material. It might provide slight benefit in keeping out gross droplets if someone coughs or sneezes on you, but I do not recommend that you wear a mask, blah, blah, blah. Um, he, he, he said Liar. some of that stuff. <laughs> well, he was saying that stuff publicly at the time, although yeah, he flipped so. later. So it's just more confirmation that he had a bizarre turnaround that's difficult to be explained by the science, as we'll get to in a moment. But yeah, it's not. It, we, we didn't have any new scientific developments about the the viability of mask wearing right. uh, during that during that time period. This was all political. This is all about controlling us psychologically. This motherfucker. <laughs> This, to me, was probably the most significant piece. Fauci received a personal thank you from the head of EcoHealth Alliance for publicly discrediting the lab origin theory. So on April 19th, Peter Dajic, the CEO of EcoHealth, emailed Fauci to thank him for, quote, publicly standing up and stating that the scientific evidence supports a natural origin for COVID-19 from a bat to human spillover, not a lab release from the Wuhan Institute of Virology. <laughs> God. So why does it matter that this guy would thank Fauci? Again, he runs EcoHealth Alliance. EcoHealth Alliance is a nonprofit that received NIH research grant money and then sub subcontracted with whom? The Wuhan Virology Lab. So people with deep connections to gain of function research, NIH grants, the Chinese bat lady, they're all in contact with Dr. Fauci. Some of them just think, hey, big thanks for covering our asses. Really appreciate <laughs> yeah, that. Really. Is it a smoking gun? Is it direct proof of anything? Not necessarily. It's just, again, the pieces are there. The puzzle starts to come together. And you wonder why it's, if there's nothing to see here, what was urgent that day? Yeah. Um, if, why be that? Why Why is uh, this guy at EcoHealth Alliance, Peter Dajic, why is he so invested in a certain explanation for the origin of coronavirus that he have to he has to make sure that Dr. Fauci is personally thanked uh, to a very high degree. Why? So bottom line, at least for me, there's not a, a lot of bombshell new information, but confirmation support for some existing issues and some new pieces to show that that Fauci and his associates were readily aware of any implication of the Wuhan lab. And it looks like people were going into protection mode to cover for it. Now, yeah, yeah, I think that that is a bombshell revelation in and of itself. And the way the media is treating this is, you know, I would be shocked if I didn't already know how corrupt they are. <laughs> Tell me what what did NPR say we learned from the, the Fauci emails? Oh, yeah, I was researching all this stuff today and I was like, oh, NPR, I wonder what 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 they're going to recognize that we learn, what what revelations um, and they, they have this article a few days ago, NPR's five things we learned from Anthony Fauci's emails. Number one, Americans wrote to Fauci with very specific questions about what to do. That's not a revelation, not a revelation. Number two, <laughs> he pushed back on the suggestion that the Trump White House was muzzling him. Okay, fine, whatever. Um, the, number three, Fauci gets a ton of email and he replies to a surprising amount of it. Hmm. Revealing. Right. And then number four and five, this is the, the worst part of it all. He was uncomfortable with his sudden celebrity because he was writing emails like, I hate this. And number five, but he found some upsides in fame, too. So they're just making it out that he was just defending himself and answering, um, you know, public health questions from individuals all day and that he was uncomfortable, you know, doing all these all these interviews and everything like that. It had nothing about the actual revelations of the emails. Nothing. 
hmm. in the entire article. It's like, is this what the left, is this how they're going to cover it? They're going to make it a story about Fauci being a good guy? And then this MSNBC interview that we're going to show later, God. They really tried to twist that. I, I spoke too soon, though, because I, I, I may, you know, I said that maybe there's not a bombshell in here. I forgot this one. There is a major bombshell. <laughs> the most damning of all. Fauci did not forward this email on January 10th, 2020. Fauci received an email from someone called SugarLoverXOXO93 at AIM.com informing him that he had been cursed and he was to forward this email to 10 contacts by midnight or the country would be faced with a pandemic and a botched response. And Fauci was told that if he did forward the email to 10 contacts, every American not only would avoid this pandemic and the botched response, but we would all be kissed by our crushes and and have seven years of good luck. Now, what a sugar jerk. Lover, sugar lover said to Fauci that Xi Jinping, the Chinese president, uh, received the same email in late 2019, but he never forwarded it. And sugar lover warned Fauci that the same fate would strike the U.S. <laughs> if Fauci ignored. Of course, Fauci did choose to ignore it. And look where we are now. Now, I actually thought off chance this might be real. Because I mean, maybe you could. It was kind know of these. like a 1995 thing, though. Yeah, you could know these things on January 10th of 2020. You could have seen what's going on in China and made a joke email. Alas, I did search through the emails. Not real. Just the creation of our friend Seamus over a Freedom Tune. So, oh, good job to him. We do love Seamus. But it, instead of um, instead of addressing the uh, addressing these issues and explaining these criticisms, Fauci is moving into deflection mode and he's playing the victim. And he's saying that those criticizing him are anti-science or they're political actors um, or they're just mean, frankly. Here's what he had to say on uh, Rachel Maddow's show on Friday night. I'm concerned about that more because it's really very much an attack on science, I think, Rachel. The thread going through what's happening now is very much an anti-science approach. I mean, it is what it is. I'm a public figure. I'm going to take the arrows and the slings, but they're just, they're fabricated. My job was to make a vaccine and use my institute and this talented scientists that we have there to get a vaccine that was highly safe and highly effective. And we succeeded. That's what I do. All the other stuff is just a terrible, <laughs> not happy type of a distraction. But it's all nonsense. Whatever the origin is, you know, there's this concern. Is it a natural evolution or is it something that happened out of a lab, an accident or what, or what have you? It is important to understand that. But it is being approached now in a, in a, in a very vehement way, in, in a very distorted way, I believe, by attacking me. I think the, the question is extremely legitimate. But what's happened in the middle of all that, I've become the object of extraordinary I believe completely inappropriate, distorted, uh, misleading and misrepresented attacks. Okay. But he put himself at the center of all of this. He did. Anybody who makes himself the science in this way is not to be trusted. The science no, is not a person. He just, he uses himself and the science interchangeably attacks on him or attacks on the science. And, and, and nobody has a, a monopoly over, over that sort of thing. And to your point, um, yeah, you are a public figure. You are not just a bureaucrat, but you're the most highly paid bureaucrat in the federal bureaucracy. People might have mean words for you, but I think you'll survive given that handsome salary. <laughs> and I don't understand how it's anti-science to see evidence pointing to a Wuhan lab origin. 
and to see Fauci's documented role both in promoting gain of function research and funding the Wuhan lab, at least indirectly, and to ask questions about that. What's anti-science about any of that? That seems to be following the evidence to me. And even if Fauci did legitimately have nothing to do with the origin of coronavirus, you want to talk about unfair attacks, dude? You're the guy who recommended destroying everybody's small businesses. You're the guy who recommended keeping families apart while grandma actually dies. She spends the last year of her life wearing a mask in isolation and crying about it. You're the guy who separating mothers and babies. Yes. Muzzling children at school for an entire year based on your recommendations, which by the way, uh, you have no science in support of these things were made up. Part of which you admit to in, at least uh, tacitly in the email exchanges. And so, yeah, even if people are mean to Dr. Fauci, I think you'll be okay, given that you have a six-figure government salary that's guaranteed. Uh, the meanness that you showed is upending people's livelihoods and wrecking their lives. Tell me which is worse and who the real victim is here. But it, it doesn't matter. Nicole Wallace, uh, as you mentioned over on MSNBC, she asked Fauci about how mean those Trump supporters are, and she praised no. him for looking so good even when people dig up dirt on him like this. You still see some hardness among his supporters around the vaccine or around some of these messages you're sharing with us today. Yeah, I mean, there's no doubt that there are people out there who, for one reason or other, resent me for what I did in the last administration, which was not anything that was anti-Trump at all. It was just trying to get the right information to try and get the right data. And what they didn't seem to understand, I guess that's understandable (laughs) that they didn't understand it, is that science is a dynamic process. The information leads you to change because that's what science is. It's a self correcting process well the true mark of someone is if they look good even when their personal emails come out so you you pass the test that very few of us would would pass dr anthony fauci thank you um I, I, i agree with him science is not settled so why are we acting like we have all the information on yes. coronavirus and destroying people's lives based on this limited information we have why were they acting like this lab link thing was highly conspiratorial and we were all trump tards that believed it with no evidence stefan monu has been saying this for like a year and you've been saying from the very beginning <laughs> that somehow fauci funded this and he did and he did <laughs> i don't know if i've been saying it that long but uh, but you've been the, saying the, it forever this, i mean what did um i saw i saw sargon posted the other day um conspiracy theories are now spoilers something like that they are that, that's so true 2020 was just a year where make a wild statement just toss a wild statement at the wall and it has a better chance of becoming true than whatever these people are saying yeah. by a mile and yeah I, I, to your point the the Obviously, our understanding of topics develops, uh, the science develops. Great. I don't dispute any of that. But tell me, Dr. Fauci, uh, what science changed? What changed on masks, for uh, for example? Did the mask, uh, did the virus rather get bigger or did the masks get tighter? The fibers in the mask? <laughs> yeah. What evi- Double what masking. Ev- yeah. What evidence is there that masks suddenly became effective? Because there isn't any. It's all done. It's all 
aerosol tests on dummies at CDC headquarters. When you actually study masks on real people, as the only randomized controlled study in Denmark did, there was no shown statistically significant effect on viral transmission between mask wearers and non-mask wearers. There, but all, all of all of his prescriptions, where's the evolving evidence on lockdowns? Right. They did nothing. Um, where is the evolving evidence on wearing a mask after you've had the vaccine, which he recommended for like five seconds until he didn't? Where is the evolving evidence on closing schools forever? The evolving evidence is you really screwed up an entire generation of kids for no no purpose. That's yeah. what the evolving evidence says. They're going to be weird. And just a so point weird. of fact for Nicole Wallace, obviously she's praising Fauci how good he looks. I think that's debatable. She described his emails as his personal emails. These are not. These are his professional emails. They're government emails. That's the whole reason they're out there from this FOIA request is because they're in the public domain and we get to see them because he's an employee of us, the public. Yep. But um, I've been saying for a little while that Fauci's denial of something is about as conclusive of evidence as you're going to get that that thing is true. So in explaining his emails on CNN, Fauci said that the idea that the Chinese released the virus intentionally is very, very far-fetched. I have always said, and will say today to you, John, that I still believe the most likely uh, origin is from an animal species to a human, but I keep an absolutely open mind. The idea, I think, is quite far-fetched that the Chinese deliberately engineered something so that they could kill themselves as well as other people. Uh, I, I think that's a bit far out, John. So now 100% guaranteed that the Chinese intentionally released it. Uh, best piece of evidence yet. But Fauci doesn't get it. If my tinfoil holds on this, the virus was not designed to kill that's the whole point it was designed to spread easily with minimal harm such that it was biologically real and politically hypable but not so dangerous that healthy people would actually be at risk and die off and why do it because it was a fantastic way to take out china's greatest political foe donald trump without having to fight an actual war wreck the economy turn people against trump install a stooge well done if that was the plot that was executed. And again, Susan, that's a big if. This is all hypothetical, certainly uh, factually false pieces of my upcoming fan fiction on this whole story. And before we're done, or before we talk about the Vanity Fair piece, remember, if it's that outrageous, as Fauci says, that far-fetched, just last week, White House Deputy, the White House Deputy Press Secretary said the White House is open to the idea of an intentional lab release. <laughs> they have not discounted anything, she said. So... Fauci would be a little bit at odds with the uh, administration. Not that he's not allowed to be, but if if it's far fetched, the administration is far fetched at this point. Okay, well, I wish we had more time. I should have sp- allowed more time for the Vanity Fair piece because this is there's a lot of stuff in here. But speaking it's of so, what we it's may so be super long, up, but everybody should try to read it, and if not, read the Daily Article, Daily Article, read, read the Daily Caller summation it's um it's linked below but uh u.s government official reportedly ordered his employees not to publicly acknowledge american connections to and funding which you've been saying forever of the wuhan institute of virology uh christopher park who's the director of the state department's bi- biological policy staff in the bureau of international security and non-proliferation that is quite the title he did not want to open he quote 
Pandora's box of U.S. funding for gain-of-function uh, research. <clears throat> this uh, Vanity Fair report, let me read that a little bit. So they did a few months long investigation. They interviewed more than 40 people and reviewed hundreds of pages of U.S. government documents, including internal memos, meeting minutes and emails, and found that conflicts of interest stemming in part from large government grants supporting mm. controversial virology research hampered the U.S. investigation into COVID-19's origin at every step. So basically what that is, well, Park told his employees not to say anything publicly um, and this Eco Health Alliance, which you mentioned earlier, distributed $600,000 in U.S. taxpayer money to the Wuhan Institute of Virology between 2014 and 2019 for the purpose of studying bat-based coronaviruses. But not gain of function, no. Not, not gain of function, not, right. Not enhancing the virus to be transmittable to humans. Not right, that, exactly. Not strictly. And how do we yeah. know? Because we trust the Chinese. We That's do. what Dr. Totally. Fauci I says. trust the Chinese. What about you? Yeah. The money was granted to EcoHealth by the National Institute for Allergy and Infectious Diseases, uh, the National Institute for Health sub-agency, led by White House Senior Medical Advisor Anthony Fauci. So- this was funded by your tax dollars at the behest of Fauci, and uh, everybody got it. Everybody got it. So now we're gonna, yeah. The, the thing that'll come out is what was the profit motive for Fauci? And I know a lot of people speculate about that, but you know, there we'll clearly save that was for something. Day. We'll save that for another day. What's Fauci's big interest in all of this? Where does uh, Fauci benefit? Hmm. Everybody should read it, though. I barely scratched the surface. There's a lot of evidence in there. Hmm. Well, it's all anti-science uh, distorted attacks, as Dr. Fauci would say, which means it is well worth a read. But uh, we have uh, I'll have to save time for plenty of other topics in the show, which means we should take a break and then we'll get to the uh, California assault weapons oh, yeah. case after that. Reload. It's just so outrageous. And nobody's going to care. That's the most upsetting thing. Nobody's going to give a shit that, that we did this to ourselves that this was our tax our tax dollar well and people are pretty set in their opinions of fauci he's either a love him or hate him kind of guy nobody really why there's nobody who's neutral on fauci uh um open up the uh, treasure chest real quick over on d live sit tight guys appreciate it go for it actually it won't let me uh you go ahead and i'll see if i can get this going was speaking with Shaniqua tasered and crazed at a sausage sizzle told her the prob with train Mm. I don't know about this. I feel like it's a trap. <laughs> I can't even see it, so I'll have to defer. Okay, you read it and see if if I'm about to say it's the, the first uh, one up tonight. Who wrote it? Yeah, I got to refresh. Holden Mulray has has two. I'm thankful that God's words protect us from undue burdens that men like Pharisees would put on us. Christ said, "Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest." So Jesus said to the Jews who believed him, if you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples and you will know the truth. The truth will set you free. The truth will set you free. I think this is some kind of sexual reference, but this one's beyond me. This is advanced, Jeffrey. I I don't know, Jeffrey, because I I don't want to read it. And then people are like, oh, you don't know what (laughs) whatever is. It was the trainees that reminded me of, um, you know, probably negro that yeah that's the one yeah what was that uh you know when your knees grow your knees do very grow. healthy knees 
Uh, ghost of Commons past fuck. I just got clicked out of here. No. Okay. Fauci emails and lab leak theory are misdirection campaigns to keep the pandemic from being blown wide open. Hmm. If BuzzFeed and mainstream media is involved, you can bet it isn't to lead you towards the truth. That's the other thing. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. You wonder. Uh, I, I would like to think, oh, they're just doing their journalistic due diligence by absolutely looking not. at what they can learn from the emails of the man at the head of the U.S. government's pandemic response. I bet. I bet mm. they are doing their yeah. journalistic due diligence, but I'm not going to live in a world where we uh, trust that assumption. Yep. Yeah. Mostly peaceful gun owner. Matt and I once made love, but it was still a lot less gay than wrestling. True. True story. <laughs> the Cardinal Nuremberg style trials for Fauci and his ilk. Um, I wish. God. Boogeyman917, thanks as always for doing it live. Quite frankly, this show is the best. Cheers. Cheers to you. Thank you. Zach Ingram wanted to send an I love you to my girlfriend, Alexandria Hawk. We met through the show and we listen every Sunday. Oh, Oh, that's so sweet. Gay. Um, Also, have either of you seen the Boondock Saints? You're very special. I've seen it a long time ago. I hardly remember it. That movie's hella overrated, but hmm. Alexandria Hawk, Zach Ingram loves, loves you. And loves no pressure, you. Zach, but of course we uh, we love our show-inspired proposals. We do. Just as much as I bet Alexandria might. So, you know. Yeah, put a ring on it. Right. You're wasting your time. Put baby in that. Um, <laughs> and time is right. Congratulations, guys. Appreciate it. <laughs> I don't know anything about your relationship. Yeah. I'm like, get married. <laughs> they might be, uh, yeah, they might be, they might have had a huge fight right before the show. Who yeah, knows? seriously. Yeah. Wow, we really fucked up this I love you. Um, Preston <laughs> Oxenhurt says, first time donor and first time being able to listen live, but listening since 2019. Don't agree with everything y'all say. What? But I find you top-notch people, and I thank you for being such people. If you don't agree with everything I say, you have no business listening to this show. Yeah. yeah. I'm JK. Um, thank Daniel you. Kunkel. Appreciate it. With all our self-destructive response to the beer bug being called into question, how soon will politicians, media, and Karens pretend they never virtue signaled over those who chose not to live in fear? You know... The beauty of being a leftist is that you just never have to apologize or admit you were wrong about anything because nobody's holds you to account. So I kind of yeah. envy that. Um, Chris Gard, Morbikai official. I fell off a ladder yesterday after finishing putting a new roof on a house. Broke my rib. So oh now I'm sitting home alone on strong as hell painkillers and enjoying my two favorite who whites. Oh. Love you guys. Well, we're thank your you. favorite white people. That is that's uh our music guy chris as well so he does the outro music on my videos and he also oh. did the susan wiki wiki song susan wiki wiki. that's chris so i uh, hope you feel better man and thanks for yeah. thanks for supporting the show let's just do a few more long dong john i cannot believe that despite the foia requests they're still allowed to redact huge chunks of fraudies correspondence some freedom of yeah. information right there yeah huge chunks redacted huge chunks uh, last one for right now, Disturbed 2K7. Hello, my fellow straight peeps. Love you guys, but in a totally straight way. So how's life going? I'm bad at small talk. Sorry. Hey, who would <laughs> win between 20 midgets and, oh no. Oh, and a mountain lion in a fight. The mountain lion. The, mi- the midgets. What? What? 20 midgets? A mountain lion. Yeah. Dude, those things are strong and they're deadly and they're fast. Like one of the midgets could pick up another midget's dead midget body and then like beat the mountain lion. <laughs> Nobody said anything about weapons, you know. <laughs> you can definitely use dead midgets as a weapon. All right, fine. Okay. 
Uh, let's catch up with uh, Trovo and DLive quickly. Over on Trovo, uh, Chubby Stubby, gift and subs, appreciate that. C2K says, in military law, the officer who ordered an illegal killing is deemed as guilty as the soldier who pulled the trigger. The Dems who said Trump was wrong to challenge him and supported him constantly don't have any moral leg to stand on. Defensively, keyword defensively, Susan, defensively hang all those involved for their crimes, which I would disavow. That, that, that's, that is disgusting, C2K. How dare you? Chubby Stubby says, holy shit, straight from his own mouth, Fauci made the vaccines. He must have done it all from his desk. What a marvel he is. I, I, I was typing that up in the notes and I kind of moved past that because, you know, just for time. But yeah, he said um, it was my job to make the vaccines or effectively create the vaccines. And I did that or we did that. What did he really do? And is that is that revealing? As I mentioned, again, just speculation. What is the incentive for Fauci with gain of function research yeah. and all of this, uh, all, all the stuff that we're talking about? Why, why is he such a big fan of it? And this really is speculation. I don't know that he had something to gain, but let's ask that scientific, unscientific, defamatory question. Very unfair to ask that question about Dr. Fauci over on D live. Um, ETC. Thanks for supporting the show. Very much appreciated. Um, got people signing up for, uh, subs, giggling spy. Appreciate that. And, um, giggling spy support in the show as well. Okay. Just a couple over on tippy stream. We'll hop back into it. Phil, Phil's always trying to get me in trouble. What does he got? The more I hear of this anti-white drivel from, uh, minorities, minority oh. voices, the more I want to rub it, the more I want to rub it in to the Sivnats, but there is no future for their ideals. The future is globalist or ethno-nationalist. There is no third option. Ooh, that's a spicy take, but I think that one is Susan Passable. Jehovah's Thickness says, I'm giving it till 2022 when Biden will be out and ha 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 Harris or ha ha Harris. I like that nickname. We'll take the helm given her, uh, giving her a chance at the run for two terms oofers. I've heard that theory before, and it might be legit that if they wait until the latter half of Biden's term and then put her in, it doesn't really count as a term for the purpose of term limits. So she could run twice more. (laughs) I I could believe that, but why Kamala Harris? If their big plan was to get Kamala Harris a 10 year presidency, why? Yeah, that just seems odd. Why? Yeah. But we shall see. Phil also says RIP to the brave men who charged the machine guns on a foreign beach 77 years ago. It's a shame that their leaders were scum who betrayed them, but that takes nothing away from their bravery. No more brother wars. Of course. Yeah. Today is the anniversary of D day. So, uh, yes. Thanks for the proper acknowledgement. Uh, I always pronounce this one incorrectly. It's Bocephus. And we were corrected on this. I think it's Bocephus. Matt and Blonde, thanks uh, for the <laughs> thanks to the chat for the name pronunciation correction. Exactly. Also Ooh. on June fourth, the Golden One posted um, on his Instagram info that he is, or posted on his Instagram info on sun tanning. Number one and three are okay, but number four is sun your balls. That's right, sun your balls. Please advise. Go Wolverines. Is that a, a good for male health? Should you really? sunbathe your nuts? I have no idea. Seems like a place that would be sensitive to sunlight. You better be careful because a sunburned scrotum has got to be unpleasant. 
Phil says, it's a shame uh, that the name Karen has been so poisoned. It's a Danish name, meaning pure. So, of course, it has to be drugged through the mud. I actually didn't know the history of the name Karen. I didn't know it was Danish either, but that's uh, that's intriguing to me. Maybe I'll have to name my daughter Karen just to reclaim the name. Radicus says, I remember last April, uh, Lowy or Lowy. I don't know how to pronounce this name. Lowy 86 had a, had found patient zero by following the unpersoning of a lab assistant in the video. I found the source of coronavirus. So patients zero through five were employees of the lab and we are the crazies. Yeah. That seems pretty well established. Now we knew that from a prior state department report, um, generally, but then more information has come out. Uh, I I don't know if they're named, but giving more specifics to who exactly these patients or these, uh, sick workers at the Wuhan lab were, and they're earlier than anybody else who's known to have had the virus essentially. Mm -hmm. So just an unscientific coincidence. Again, it came from, came from the bats. Just ask Dr. Fauci. All right. We will, uh, of course, circle back, but for now, um, I'll have to just circle back with you. We have to talk about the California uh, assault weapons ban or the overturning of the California uh, assault weapons ban. So it was a pleasant Friday night surprise. California took a step back toward freedom, but don't get confused because it, of course, was not California politicians who guided that step. It was um, it was through the pen of a federal judge. So U.S. District Judge Roger Benitez in San Diego ruled that California's 30 year ban on assault weapons violates the Second Amendment. California's assault weapons ban was enacted in 1989, and it defines assault weapon as a, among other things, a semi-automatic centerfire rifle that has the capacity to accept a detachable magazine plus any one of the following pistol grip, thumb hole stock, folding or telescoping stock, grenade or flare launcher, flash suppressor, forward pistol grip, what kind of plastic you can have on the gun, your typical assault weapons type law. And the law also has restrictions on uh, pistols and shotguns, but most people think about this as it applies to the dreaded and feared AR-15. And of course, in practice, this is one of the things I've appreciated about watching Blue Check and leftist Twitter freak out about this, as though their cities are going to be flooded with uh, AR-15s that yeah, weren't previously yeah. there. I-, I want everyone in California who thinks that this is going to change anything to look at at this monstrosity, this abomination that nobody should ever have to see. It doesn't mean ARs are illegal. It just means you have to have a stupid fin on the back of the grip. So you can't wrap your thumb around it and you have to have a 10 round magazine. I wonder what they'll say. Not that I would, I'm not hoping this happens. God forbid it, but let's say that there was a mass shooting in California using this monstrosity. Would they say at least it was common sense or (laughs) like what? (laughs) <laughs> that'd be a that'd be a turn of events i kind of hope so <laughs> point being even with the law in place since 1989 this garbage has always been legal if you want to have effectively the exact same weapon in, ter- in terms of its capabilities you already can it just has to look stupid yeah so that the california tyrants are satisfied now as far as what the ruling says um it, it relies heavily on a on two cases, D.C. versus Heller, that decision from the Supreme Court in 2008. And I forget the name of the second one. It's a 1939 case, Miller, I think. But um, in the Heller case, 
the the Supreme Court, of course, ruled that the Second Amendment protects an individual right to possess a firearm unconnected with militia service and the and and to use that firearm for traditionally lawful purposes, uh, such as self-defense within the home. And then Heller and this in this current case also cite this 1939 case Miller and um, and the Heller decision. Uh, through that case defines what firearms are protected by the second amendment. Those are firearms that are quote in common use. I don't like that standard personally, because the only reason certain firearms aren't in common use is precisely because of government regulation. So that seems kind of silly, but point is that is the precedent to which this federal judge is bound. That's what the Supreme court has said multiple times at this point. And it's his job as a as a judge on a lower court to uphold that precedent. So those are the cases that he cited. And given that the AR is the most popular rifle platform in the country, the judge concludes that it's obviously in common use. But he writes uh, in, in his conclusion here, this case is about what should be a muscular constitutional right and whether a state can force a gun policy choice that impinges on that uh, right with a 30 year old failed experiment. It should be an easy question to answer. Government is not free to impose its own new policy choices on American citizens where constitutional rights are concerned. As Heller explains, the Second Amendment takes certain policy choices and removes them from the realm of permissible state action. California may certainly conceive of a policy that a modern rifle is dangerous in the hands of a criminal and that it is a good public policy to keep modern rifles out of the hands of every citizen, the Second Amendment stands as a shield from government imposition of that policy. There is only one policy enshrined in the Bill of Rights. Guns and ammunition in the hands of criminals, tyrants, and terrorists are dangerous. Guns in the hands of law-abiding responsible citizens are better. Now, everyone is all hung up on some particular language in the decision, the uh, Twitter blue checks are devastated and mad about the first sentence in the decision. I'm guessing mostly because that's about all that they read, but the first sentence in the decision uh, reads quote, like the Swiss army knife, the popular AR 15 rifle is a perfect combination of home defense weapon and homeland defense equipment. The judge continues good for both home and battle. The AR 15 is the kind of versatile gun that lies at the intersection in the kinds of firearms that are protected under the DC versus Heller and us versus Miller decisions. So what is he referencing there? He's referencing the precedent Supreme court precedent that says home defense is a valid purpose under the second amendment and the second amendment protects weapons that are in common use. The point that the judge is making is about the versatility of the weapon and its protection under existing to a precedent, not that a Swiss army knife and an AR are the exact same weapon. The point is utility. The point is versatility. But of course, blue check Twitter is going to get mad because the, you're saying they're the same thing. I can't believe it. How many people have been massacred by a Swiss army knife? (laughs) David Hogg posts an AR 15 is a Swiss army knife. The way a nuclear bomb is a firecracker. Okay. Again, the point is not that the gun and the knife are the same thing. The point is they have versatility in their use. Regardless, this analogy is crap. Is anyone going to point out to him for the millionth time the uh, thoroughly beaten horse? It's it's a talking point at this point, but it's statistically true. If we're going to talk about the statistical reality, the knife is closer to the nuclear bomb than rifles are. Yeah. Year on year, 
you have somewhere in the range of three to five times more murders with knives than you have with rifles of any kind, let alone the dreaded AR-15. If it's a nuke, it is a uh, nuke owners are very restrained in their deployment of their nukes, I guess. Gavin Newsom tweets. Uh, overturning California's assault weapons ban and comparing an AR-15 to a Swiss army knife is a disgusting slap in the face to those who have lost loved ones to gun violence. How uh, are new uh, cars rolling off the Ford uh, manufacturing line? Are those a slap into the face, uh, a slap in the face of, of families of people who have died in car accidents? Uh, are d- the new uh, supersonic planes that are coming out. Is that a slap in the face to nine 11 victims? Um, Nuclear power slap in the face to the victims of Chernobyl. Uh, Notice what is never talked about here, and that's people successfully defending their homes with guns, oftentimes, frequently AR-15s. Their precious CDC once studied this, let's not forget, and concluded, quote, almost all national survey estimates indicate that defensive gun uses by victims are at least as common as offensive use by criminals with estimates ranging from about 500,000 to more than 3 million. So up to 3 million defensive uses of firearms per year in the context of about 300,000 violent crimes involving firearms in 2008. Defensive use per the CDC's estimate could be 10 times higher than crimes committed with guns. But we don't talk about that. And for Gavin Newsom... Yeah, nobody does talk about that. Why Why isn't banning guns a slap in the face to those potentially 3 million people per year who defend themselves with firearms? Why isn't right. that a slap in the face? Who knows what the murder Tonight. rate would be? Uh, I, I, I do know that uh, all these advocacy groups that try to make correlations between gun violence as they call it and relaxed gun laws they always have to rely on on suicides that's how they pad the numbers no who knows what the murder rate the actual murder rate would be without um all of these defensive oh yeah how many of those people would be dead but for their gun i'm sure it's a larger number than we realize and it's hard to quantify because a lot of times the mere presence of a firearm is itself a deterrent. You're not even talking right. about shots fired or defensive kills. Mm-hmm. You're talking about somebody shows up at your house with with sketchy or malicious intent and you say you better get the hell out of here and you brandish a firearm and guess right, what? Right. They get the hell out of there. It happens frequently. There's a there's a site called um the Gun Violence. I think it's Gun Violence Archive. I would go to it, but they banned my IP. I don't think they like me. Um, I, I should try to go to it right now. Um, gun violence archive. I think that's what it is. Yeah, look. Sorry, you're. I, I guess I shouldn't. Well, that's probably a mistake. I shouldn't show my IP on the screen. <laughs> I might have to edit that out. But they, ban- they banned my IP. Actually, what's the timestamp? That's probably, <laughs> probably a good one to get out of there. Not a, not a great oversight by me. But um, point being, I've looked at this site a lot, so much so that they don't want me to look at it anymore, I guess. The reason I find that site fascinating is that you go to it and it's got a whole archive of shootings, mass shootings, news reports. Right. There's a whole other side of that website that media never talk about, which is crimes defended against or crimes thwarted with firearms. And that is a massive database of news articles that they have. You just never hear about them. Okay, so um, let's see. Uh, so what's what's going to happen uh, in this case? Well, um, not much right now. Not much for the time being. Let me uh, find my article here. Um, 
Anyway, I lost, lost my place. Um, okay, so don't get don't get too excited, obviously, because nothing's going to change for the moment. Now, the judge in this case has issued a permanent injunction against enforcement of the law, but stayed it for 30 days to give AG Rob Bonta, 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 a chance to appeal. So in effect, the law remains in effect for 30 days to give the state of California a chance to appeal it. And you know it's going to get appealed and you know it's going to go to the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals where insane leftist judges will uh, in all likelihood reject this judge's decision. According to one legal analyst quoted in an NPR story here, no pro to a decision has ever survived Ninth Circuit appeal. However, it remains possible that the Supreme Court would take the case up despite its election, uh, despite its election pass. I know the Supreme Court has had some disappointing passes on important cases lately, but the Supreme Court has shown a willingness to take on politically controversial and constitutionally bastardized issues. As I mentioned, they are taking up a challenge, direct challenge to Roe versus Wade coming out of Mississippi in uh, in the fall. And in 2016, the court declined to hear assault weapon declined to hear um, an assault weapons ban or assault weapons ban challenges in Connecticut and New York. But that, of course, was a different court. Since then, we've had Kavanaugh uh, replacing Kennedy. We've had Barrett replacing Ginsburg. And Justice Thomas just last year criticized the court for refusing to hear Second Amendment cases. So I'm not betting on it, but the odds are higher than they have been for the Supreme Court to deliver some Second Amendment relief. Uh, The other thing I'll say about this uh, is that this is actually distinct as far as I can tell from the high capacity magazine ban in California, which is also facing its own legal challenge. That's a separate law in California. You can't have magazines exceeding 10 rounds, but that's a separate law with its own battle. That's currently being fought again in the ninth circuit. And that law was also previously declared unconstitutional by judge Roger Benitez in San Diego. (laughs) So I guess uh shout out to Roger Benitez. He's really doing God's work out there in uh in the Golden State. And it sounds like the current status of the magazine ban, it's not really being enforced during this legal battle, but that's not to say that they're legal per se either. I checked online just to double check because I don't get magazines shipped to California very frequently. You can't get your standard AR mag from most places I looked shipped really? to California. So in effect, yeah, it's you, you can't buy them. And the last thing I wanted to say on this note, who's getting it done. Um, This was the firearms policy coalition plus local California groups, the San Diego uh, County gun owners, political action committee, the California gun rights foundation and the second amendment foundation. These are tiny operations compared to the NRA. So if you care about this sort of thing, please reward them. And I know people say, oh, well, the NRA is they're the only ones with the connections and the presence and the lobbying ability to get anything done. Bullshit. The NRA has sat back and gets they go on vacation. They get nothing done. While tiny groups like this are actually the ones declaring victories. And I know I'm not trying to prematurely declare victory, but something like this is a more substantial legal victory than I've seen out of the NRA in in forever. Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm. Uh, if the NRA is getting things better than this done, I'd like to see it. But last I checked, they were endorsing things like the bump stock ban. Yeah. So just you know, if you appreciate this sort of legal work in defense of your rights, make sure that uh, you help out these organizations because they are garage operations compared to the, the monstrosity that is the NRA. 
All right. You want to talk a little AOC? I guess so. Oh, God. Well, uh, on, this was on Wednesday. AOC tweeted a picture of, uh, of her Puerto Rican grandmother, her abuela's home. AOC says she hasn't visited for a year because of coronavirus. And it looks like her home is in rough shape, though. I mean, is it really that rough? She's saying it's, you know, dilapidated conditions. Her home is beat up and the ceiling is falling apart, uh, among other damage. And she says the damage is from Hurricane Maria and relief, financial relief hasn't arrived because Trump blocked relief for Puerto Rico. And she says that uh, people are being forced to flee their ancestral homes. <laughs> oh, are they? <laughs> yeah. Uh, much of the reaction on Twitter, of course, ripped AOC for not helping her grandmother herself. She earns $170,000 plus as a congresswoman. I assume she has some side gigs, speaking, whatever else. She should be making a pretty good sum of money. She, we know she drives around in a Tesla. Even if there have been government inefficiencies, why the hell wouldn't you help your own family? That was the question that was asked frequently. And um, it turns out the answer is because this post isn't about helping family or struggling family at all. Uh, this post is about bashing political opponents using her abuela as a prop to achieve that sort of thing. And how do we know? Well, because Matt Walsh over at the Daily Wire called her bluff on this and uh, seeing these horrible conditions that AOC's abuela is suffering. Matt Walsh organized a GoFundMe to help AOC's grandma fix that home. And in just a few days, they raised over a hundred thousand dollars. AOC never responded. She never engaged her and she and Matt Walsh, I guess had a back and forth prior to the GoFundMe, but as far as the GoFundMe, she's not responded at all. And Matt and Matt Walsh was looking to get in touch with AOC to deliver the money to her family, or at least someone in her family. GoFundMe as of this weekend informed Matt Walsh that the fund has been shut down and not because it's been banned, not because it violated the terms, but because someone in AOC's family, an unnamed member of AOC's family informed GoFundMe that they will not accept the money. In such cases where the beneficiary refuses the money, GoFundMe's policy is to close the fundraiser and refund all donors, which they say they are doing in this case. Now, I, I found this I find this whole exchange to be fascinating. There, there were a lot of people, even um, even not non leftists, conservative libertarians, whatever people who are more aligned with Matt Walsh than AOC, who were criticizing this move as, oh, what are you, what are you doing? You're owning the libs by handing them yeah. cash. Yeah, which is legit. There's some truth to that. I'm not saying it's it's insane to make that criticism, but even beyond the actual generosity to help a person in need, um. Think of all the important substantial points that were illustrated in this episode. So point one, it was never about taking care of people. It is right. all about political points. Even using one's own family as a pawn, AOC did not care about her grandma. She made that post to own Trump. That's it. Even her grandma is secondary to that priority. Mm -hmm. Point two, these are people who hate you so much they would reject Masses, massive amounts of help for their own family in need if it meant making you look bad or villainizing you or demonizing you. Yeah. Point three, voluntary charity. 
in this case at least, working a lot better than socialistic redistribution. If this story is true, AOC's grandma had waited a long time for government distribution of resources. She would have had to wait for about a week for $100,000 from donors who, by the way, made those contributions voluntarily. They were not coerced to send that money. And uh, that's a good point. Last point. And if you if you have some disputes, I will hear them. Um, Of course, AOC will always be a victim no matter what. And not just to her, but to her media coddlers. Uh, If AOC does comment on this story, maybe she won't. But if she does expect her to claim to be the victim of a a dishonest attack and media hacks are already doing that work for her in one of the um, most preposterous headlines I've seen for some time, the independent uh, titled their story. Right wing blogger launches GoFundMe for AOC's Puerto Rico grandmother in latest personal attack. It sounds like a Babylon Bee headline. What a dream to be attacked by a right wing blogger, I guess. It's like winning the lottery. Yeah. The, the story closes. Mr. Walsh's trolling, even if it does help the congresswoman's grandmother, blankets over the point Miss Ocasio-Cortez made concerning the broader and more systemic issues keeping many residents of the island in similar or worse conditions. Unlike her grandmother, many of the affected in Puerto Rico do not have places where they can shelter while waiting for home repairs. The blogger did not discuss or address that issue in any of his posts, choosing instead to focus on Miss Ocasio-Cortez. Well, that's all fine and dandy. What in the hell has the independent done to help anybody in Puerto Rico? Nice moral high horse, but I don't understand how you came to sit on that one. Uh, Unbelievable. But yeah, uh, nations should be able to deal with the, their own national natural disasters. I mean, come on. Take care of it, Puerto Rico. Well, they're a U.S. territory. Yeah, fine, I guess. But should we really be doing this? Uh, what, helping Puerto Rico? Yeah, should we? This well, shouldn't they, be a U.S. territory to begin with. That's, okay, maybe we, uh, maybe we, just, no we start chopping there. <laughs> <laughs> You know, interesting thing about Puerto Rico, this is a total tangent, but you know, the, um, the narrative about how there's like a trans murder epidemic that all these trans women are being murdered and it's a whole thing because they're prostitutes. Yeah. Yeah. That often is the case. But do you know where (coughs) seriously, it's like a third or half. There's only like 40 of these cases a year. Are they all in Puerto Rico? A huge amount of them are in Puerto Rico. That doesn't count. When you they, think about U.S. territories, count. are you are you really thinking about Puerto Rico? I know technically it is, but what do they share with us culturally? <clears throat> yeah, they uh, Puerto Rico is Puerto Rico's um, affinity for murdering trannies is used to extrapolate on the uh, broader U.S. population. Somebody in the lab chat just said, uh, "Just chop off Puerto Rico." Yeah, <laughs> that's Agreed. what's causing a lot of problems in Puerto Rico is just chopping it off. Apparently. However, although I disagree with foreign aid, if we are going to extend foreign aid to um, third world countries filled with uh, low IQ morons, then it should be in situations in natural disaster where we can alleviate some of their acute suffering with funds Hmm. and it's not going to some, you know, bureaucrats, Hmm. although I'm sure it will. Did you have any other um, disputes or criticisms of the Matt Walsh move? It seemed like maybe you were a little more skeptical of this than I was. I don't know. It's it's good quality trolling. It shows that she's disingenuous. Where's the money going? Is it all just being refunded? it's being refunded now? OK, which I saw people accusing him of pocketing it. It's not he doesn't get to keep the money. 
it, it GoFundMe holds that money in the event that the proper recipient can't receive it or refuses. GoFundMe just gives it back to the donors. Matt Walsh okay. never handles really the money himself. Yeah, yeah, I'm fine with this. All right. Well, I, I think it was I think it was a legendary move. I applaud him. I thought it uh, I thought it was funny for one. Well, I mean, funny for one, legitimately generous for two. But but the third point, most importantly, it illustrated a lot of political and social truths uh, about yeah. what sort of propagandistic messages are being put in front of us all the time. The, yeah. Using your own struggling grandmother to achieve political ends is uh, that's something else, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she's uh, unscrupulous, so I wouldn't yeah. expect anything else. She's lied what, about her family on many occasions before. This what likely, else has she lied about? This whole Sandy Cortez growing up in a poor family. Oh, that's right. Uh, with a single mother, but her father died of lung cancer, and he had and he um, provided for the family. He just like had a separate place in Manhattan because the commute mm. was difficult. And she also grew up in a wealthy, ninety percent white. Um, part of new york that's right she's not uh alex from the bronx in fact or something she's from somewhere like some suburb that's what it was his apartment that he was using to commute was in the bronx and so she was saying that she I had see. a location in the, yeah gotcha okay well it is that time of the week again we got uh three cases a triple play of hoax hate Now, the nobody saw it happen, but it's totally a product of Trump's America hoax hate crime of the week. Ah, shit, it's backwards. You think they'll notice? I'm going to have to make a new intro or sounder that's just about nooses at this point. The the <laughs> flow of false nooses just can't stop. So many nooses, yeah. So recall in Windsor, Connecticut, Amazon halted construction of a facility because ropes with knots were found on site and still no justice has been found for the people who were haunted by such sites. And then last week we discussed uh, two Penn State professors who insisted that they saw a noose hanging from a tree as a threatening message, this was in their backyard. It turned out it was just a piece of rope from the neighbor kid's swing set. And now at Central Connecticut State University in New Britain, a complaint was filed with the uh, school administration that a possible noose was found hanging over a construction site. Campus police investigated and it was just a standard steel cable loop hanging from a crane, which of course is absurd enough but it gets even more ridiculous you can see the image of it at the bottom left of your screen there <laughs> i guess what's particularly hateful about this noose is the construction crew hung an american flag from the crane to recognize mm. memorial day so it was noose plus american flag or just oh, okay. a, just a heinous hate crime here it is okay but this I'm is offended. one of those cases where even when it's known what it is the college president and and other uh, activists uh, still act like this is something bad or wrong. Even knowing what this is, the college president says it's still not okay. Zulma Toro, the president of uh, Connecticut State, uh, Central Connecticut State University, said in a campus-wide email, quote, quite frankly, I think it is reckless and tone-deaf behavior. We have been in contact with the construction company and demanded that the cable be lowered tonight. This was over the weekend. Last weekend, I guess we have a team on site tonight monitoring the situation. This is after finding out that it is a construction crane loop. 
John Tully, the interim VP for student affairs, says the school tried to find someone who could safely operate a crane to take down the loop. But because of Memorial Day weekend, they had trouble finding anybody. In other words, they were going to ruin some poor guy's holiday weekend. weekend. Yeah. Get some crane operator. Yeah. You're trying to have a nice time with your family. You're trying to remember what is an important holiday um, in American culture for any number of reasons. And you get a call that these giant pussies at the college campus are so offended by, by a loop in the yeah. sky that you have to forgo all of that and get to the cr- I mean, someone should have gone in and just taken that crane and gone to town on that college <laughs> campus. That's what he should have done. defensively, of course. And then you have Ronald Davis, Davis, the president of the local NAACP chapter. And he says, regardless of what happened or regardless of what someone else says about that, what what I see as a black man, that's a noose. No ifs, ands or buts about it. Take it down. So your perception just defines the reality for everybody else. That's a great precedent to set. If a if a. A black man, a single black man is subjectively offended by the image of something, even if it's not that thing. We have to halt all of society around him, remove it if he demands, destroy um, production, progress in the case of the construction in this case, why? Because, so that this alleged man's feelings are not hurt anymore. Unbelievable. I've, I, I don't know if they ever got the, the noose cable down. Or if that uh, remains an issue as of early in the week, Memorial Day, it was still up. God. Also, in Salt Lake City, a special education teacher who recently moved to Salt Lake City says her car was broken into and a note calling her an N-word was left inside. Shannon's now a special ed teacher at Garfield School. She moved here because she wanted to return to in-person teaching, something that was not an option at her last school. It was hard, um, especially with kids with disabilities. She's found a home in Utah. I've had a beautiful experience. But Tuesday morning, her welcome was shattered. And I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Saw the front window. I was like, all right. Turned around. I was like, <laughs> Christ. Someone did this to Shannon's car. Windows broken, valuables stolen. But under all that broken glass, this piece of paper hurt more than anything. And I flipped it over, and that's when I read the that word that I don't even say. The message, a dagger of hate. You hear that word, it just is... It still hits. Hits that Shannon has experienced all too often. Members of the school community started a GoFundMe page to help Shannon replace the stolen items and repair the damage. A message that Shannon believes rings louder than hate. This is what America should be. You know, you see somebody in need, whether it's big, small, this is what it should be. Yes, this is what it should be. A person with just a a wild claim uh, being rewarded financially solely on accounts uh, on account of uh, racial sympathy. What a dream. Now, uh, I thought she looked like a lesbian Daryl Lamont Jenkins. What do you think? She, that is so accurate. <laughs> Maybe Daryl Lamont Jenkins is lesbian Daryl Lamont Jenkins. He's pretty yeah, close really. himself, I suppose. Sorry. Now, in fairness, she also claims that her passport, her driver's license, her birth certificate and her laptop were all stolen Usually hoax hate doesn't damage anything of value, but again, it's just a claim. It's not very hard to say that you just 
Lost. And her back windshield also was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's true. They broke out this. the windows. Although, you know, again, it's it's relatively kind of the Vandals to break solely glass, but leave the yeah. rest of the car intact. Leave the if your intent the is to I'm not buying this. And racial- she didn't start the GoFundMe. That's the other thing. Uh, yeah, it was done by some community member, Christy Woods. And you can go to the GoFundMe to see the uncensored image of the um, of the note. My apologies, Susan, but I think it's relevant. I just for a white supremacist, those are awfully swoopy, wavy G's, double G's in that N word. I don't know. It just looks feminine to me. That's all. That's the only reason I bring it up. Yeah, but she's not very feminine. Maybe. Maybe uh, you boxed me up there. It's uh, it's also unclear where this crime allegedly took place. I, I couldn't find details. If it was at the school. There's got to be security footage, but no mention of that and no suspects named no arrests made so far i think your focus is still a little i know it's driving me crazy we should probably just set it not to auto but we can figure that out on our own time why is this oh there we go yeah it looks better okay lastly uh nancy may this is going to be a very rare case of hoax hate uh, but it does happen, and this is a, um, a a conservative person claiming to be victimized by Antifa. And I'm not going to say that this is definitively a hoax, because there was some other vandalism that same night, which we'll get to in a moment. But this has all the hallmarks and is very bizarre. Congresswoman Nancy Mace of South Carolina, she's newly elected. So she just uh, was sworn in in January. She says Antifa showed up at her home and spray painted her driveway and her home's foundation mm. with um, various messages. Woke up this morning uh, to my house being vandalized last night. Um, you can see they spray painted in black past the PRO Act on the front of my house. They also spray painted no gods, no masters, all politicians are bastards with Antifa markings on it. And you can see right in front of my house, on the sidewalks and the street um, out here, you can see where they spray painted you, Nancy. What makes me so angry is that this is a house that I live in with my kids, my two kids. And uh, one of them was on the bike last night uh, coming in from the movies. And they're not even, my kids aren't even safe on the front porch of their own home. Mm, I don't know. There's more. My instinct is to be like, yeah, that happened. But they didn't do anything to her house. We have there the are, rims thing going on, but white lady style. Not only that, but she has potential we going to be rich repetition. We'll yeah. get to that in a moment. But for now, Nancy says um, she's not going to be intimidated. If you think that you can intimidate her by vandalizing her house, you're wrong. She's going to work even harder. That's what she said um, on Wednesday, at least. And then by Thursday morning, she was posting videos of herself on Twitter, stress eating Twinkies. If whoever did this vandalized my home thinks that I'm going to be intimidated by this kind of action, they can think again, because I'm not going to stop working for the people that elected me. The next day. I'm definitely eating my feelings this morning. It's stressful. 24 hours okay i'm on oh, board no. like no chicks in politics i, I, See? I i'm caving i put my period <laughs> and i'm stressed out i'm eating <laughs> twinkies okay due to, to points of skepticism here not that this is 
inherently uh, a kill shot, but the message is incoherent. So she says that there are Antifa symbols, which what there were were anarchy signs, the anarchy. A, And it, all politicians are bastards. We heard her say that. Plus this message that you must pass specific legislation. Just incoherent to say we're anarchists. We all politicians are bastards, but also you better pass this specific law right. that we want. And what is that law? It's um, it's this obscure labor organizing law. There's a proposed federal law to do away with right to work laws in right to work states. Mm-hmm. So it is a generally left wing political position, but it's just odd to say I'm an anarchist. I hate all politicians. Also, please crack down on stuff I don't like with your laws that you write. You did mention it was very kind of these vandals only to hit her sidewalk and her home's foundation, but nothing that's particularly hard to clean or repair. Right. There's an odd similarity in the handwriting. It was this was interesting. Feminine handwriting. Yeah. But it's beyond that. This is interesting because suddenly blue check Twitter flipped and got really critical of an alleged hate crime, which I love to see because it's like, guys, had you done this on Jesse Smollett, maybe we'd get somewhere. But people looked at her handwriting. That's you know, on various public documents and notice she has a strange habit of dotting her eyes with an upside down U shape. She also has, interesting. she also has somewhat distinct A's, although the A's look much more common to me. Anyway, this upside down U shape looks somewhat present on the dots of the eyes in the text. It's sort of hard to see cause it's not super high resolution, but that's the mm. claim. So we have some similarities in the handwriting. There is, I mentioned, she might have committed the ultimate we gon' be rich mistake, which is having spray paint in your home photographs. Yeah. Yeah, I think this, this is fake. Th- this photo is circulating in her Twitter replies, which is her cooking in her kitchen and there's spray paint on the kitchen countertop, which is a very odd thing. Who the hell stores spray paint on their kitchen countertop? However, I a lot of people are saying I wasn't able to find the origin of this photograph. And a lot of people are saying it's a year old. You'll also notice the cap on the spray paint is gold. The spray paint that was outside is black. So take that one with a grain of salt, but I will admit um, it's sort of weird to have it on your kitchen counter, but maybe Nancy was doing some home project that explains that. That's totally possible. She's also fundraising off the incident. She put out an email um, this week uh, alert Antifa vandals went at, went after my house this weekend. That's unacceptable. Joined me and support me by sending me money. So she's doing the political mm. equivalent of a GoFundMe on this. And she's done this before uh, when she was running for office in October, she claimed that someone keyed her car and wrote, fuck you. And there was no obvious political motive, but she claimed in that case that her car is publicly recognizable and she's convinced that it was politically motivated and that this was an attempt to intimidate her during her congressional run. As far as I'm aware, nobody ever caught in that instance either. I will say in fairness to her, police are investigating multiple instances of vandalism that night in her immediate area. So not only was her home hit, but there was vandalism graffiti at three area parks Again, all of this is sort of incoherent and thrown together. Graffiti included FDI moms. DI, I believe, is a reference to Daniel Island, which is the neighborhood of Charleston that they live in. So fuck the moms around here, uh, of which I guess she's one. So maybe she was a victim of anti-Daniel Island mom hatred. There was also fake. There was MAGA graffiti. There was Black Lives Matter graffiti. And according to the Charleston City paper, an image that was described as, quote, a penis symbol 
<laughs> okay. Uh, I I am about 80, 90% convinced this one is fake, but yeah. we shall see. I'm with you. I agree. I, uh, yeah, I just, I, I just think that she's trying to gain that sympathy and cash in with the uh, political sympathy box. And I just don't buy it. I just, and yeah. I, if you're that motivated to go to a politician's house, I look, look how careful they were not even to get on her grass. That's very on nice. her grass. Right. <laughs> well, I guess that one spray paint message was on her house, but not on her siding. Right. It's on the foundation. Yeah. Not on the side. Really the easy to repaint. Whereas yeah. replacing siding is very expensive. Yeah. It, they, they were very kind and being as minimally damaging, but also as clear as possible with their incoherent message. I just don't buy it. Mm. Anyway, uh, we got a little bit of time to talk uh, movie review. Yeah. So I watched Groundhog Day. And as we always start with, uh, let us know why you picked this movie. Uh, Groundhog Day is a rom-com done correctly hmm. it's funny it the 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 message is that um you can be redeemed your your dark soul can be redeemed through the love of a good woman i love andy mcdowell i love bill murray and everybody has such fond childhood memories attached to this movie uh and it has such hilarious uh little one-liners and scenes it's also a commentary on hedonism which i think is appropriate hmm. okay well um I was very lukewarm on this movie. I, I don't hate it, but I I think that there are ways it could have been a really cool movie and the presentation didn't just land for me. So as I uh, summarized, um, if you're unfamiliar with the movie, a TV weatherman gets stuck in a bizarre blizzard induced time loop with the same day repeating indefinitely the ultimate choose your own adventure book, except the end is always back to page one until he finally completes the plot by sleeping with his producer. The core concept is an interesting moral dilemma, but the presentation falls flat to me. And in the end, I was just as relieved as Phil to see it all over. So the things I liked about this movie, though, because oh I'm not trying to hate. God. I'm not trying to hate. It has its um, it has its uh, good qualities. So I actually think the moral conundrum, the moral dilemma at the center of the movie is really fascinating. Um, that is to say, what would you do if you knew you could get away with absolutely anything? If there were no consequences for your actions, how far would you go? And I think that's a fascinating question. I think it's a deep question, as we'll get to. I think it's a darker question than this movie presents. Um, I, I also appreciated, though, the the interesting struggle that Phil had with life and death. I thought it was... Um, I, I thought the way he became obsessed with both ending his own life and preserving life for other people was really interesting. And I say that because I, I think in my opinion, we as humans like to think we have way more control over life and death than we do. And we get into bad outcomes when we start thinking we can control, uh, when we can control life itself or the end of life, or we can stop death and all of those things. So there's, there's that, a montage in the movie where Phil is repeatedly killing himself over and over again. And it's kind of funny. It was, but it's also sincere. Like this is a guy wishing more than anything he could get out of this loop and he can't, and he's trying to solve the problem by killing himself. I thought that was really interesting commentary, but then you go through the whole segment where he's saving a guy from choking. He's helping the homeless guy get some soup and a fancy meal. And the guy has a heart attack and he can't save him. 
Well, he had changed his perception about about what this eternity was going to mean to him. Mm-hmm. And so initially he was very trapped in it. And then he realized that it was his day to make everybody's life better. He had an opportunity. Okay. I I found it. I don't know if it was an intended commentary on the movie that that attempt at controlling life leads to uh, doesn't lead to satisfying outcomes or leads to bad outcomes. But that was one thing I took away that I appreciated. And to your, um, well, I'll get to your point on his treatment of other people in a minute. Um, but the other thing I wanted to say really quickly is that the laughs, I, w- I was expecting it to be funnier than it was because I was told that this was a comedy and I'm not even saying that's a bad thing. This movie is it's, it's almost all the genres. Like it, it's, it's trying to do all the things. It's, it's very deep and sincere in many ways. It's very lighthearted and funny in many ways. Uh, the laughs that were there, they did make me laugh. The suicide montage made me laugh. The cake slice bit made me laugh. Um, punching Ned in the face. I saw coming from a mile away, but it still was satisfying. Phil, Ned. <laughs> yeah. So it, it had its moments. Now, as far as what I didn't like, the way I would frame it again, the, there's a good movie here. It's just presented the wrong way. And, and what doesn't work for me about it is that it's trying to check all the boxes. So it wants to be deep and sincere and it wants to be funny and it wants to be dramatic and it wants to be feel good. The trouble is it doesn't end up doing any of those things particularly well to me. The comedy dilutes the sincerity and vice versa. And keeping it light means that those deep, dark moral questions aren't explored as well as they could be. I think the movie would be better as something darker. That is to say, if Phil's character is actually as self-centered and inconsiderate as he's presented to be at the start of the movie, he'd probably just take what he wants a lot more aggressively in this sort of situation. And I'd expect that character to do a lot worse things to his enemies than just punch them in the face. Um, So I, I, if this is a movie about a bad guy turned good guy, I wish he really was a bad guy instead of just a rude guy. I think it could have been really cool. He's a bastard though. He tries to get in Andy McDowell's pants. He doesn't care about anybody. He's banging that chick Nancy and leading her on about, about their future together. And he's a, he's, he's a dick. Like he's just a, a gross guy. And does it change anything for you that he did live thousands of lifetimes in that day? I mean, he learned French but, well, that's the thing. We just don't the know. Piano. We don't know how long it was. It that's was like the it was mystery. hundreds of years. It's a miss. It's up to interpretation. There's no definitive answer. He mastered a, that, a multitude of skills, so it had to be at least many years. It could be. I think that's a fair assumption. But even when I take that assumption, my other problem with this movie is that I think the moral lessons are, at least as presented, are dubious. It ends when he, I guess. Did he bang his coworker? He at least slept with his coworker. Did they just no, sleep they, together? They just Is slept that? in the same bed. Okay. Yeah. Even still, the idea that sleeping with your coworker after the first day of attempt is the height to which we should all aspire. They just fell asleep in the same bed. I I have some issues with that representation. Oh, come on. And I, it I is think, so wholesome. No, I think that getting a chick to even sleep with, sleep with you in your bed overnight after the first day. And I know that for him, it's been potentially years of effort. But for her, it's not. For her, it's But they had also day. known each other. They had known each other, uh, you know, casually for a long time. But even that, they didn't do a great job of building up a prospective romance there. The 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 implication is when they get to uh, what's the what's the name of the town? Um, 
where the where they have the Groundhog Day festival. I forget the Punxsutawney? name. Punxsutawney? Yeah, Punxsutawney. When they get there, there's no indication given that there's any prospect of romance between the two at all. Because There's nothing to dick. even build on. Yeah. Yeah. So for her, she it's been one him. day. And this, I just don't think that that's the height of aspiration or good, uh, a good but lesson he, to take away. He had changed. And so he was emanating goodness. Have mm. you ever been on a fantastic first date where you're like, wow, I really have something with this person. Sometimes you just know. Uh, I suppose. I mean, I'm not, I, I, I can understand where you're coming from. I just, I don't think that the way this was presented is it, it gives you uh, some sort of solid moral lesson to which to aspire. Of and let course me, it does. Let me give it was you, transformative. Me, it was a transformative well, love. It changed who Phil was. Right. But that's my other problem with this is the lesson of the movie. And I'm not asking rhetorically. I'm asking sincerely because it's somewhat ambiguous. Is the lesson to start putting other people first? Because Phil cracks the time loop by doing that, by making sure he takes care of others first. If that's no. the intent. OK, maybe I'm mistaken. If that's the intent, I don't think that's a great lesson either. What do you think the, the message is? That you improve the quality of people's lives around you when you improve the quality of your own soul. Okay. In defense of that perspective, he obviously does improve himself along the way. He does develop skills. But here's here's my other problem with it. Did he learn everything about everybody and become concerned with other people and their welfare because he had some sort of philosophical awakening? Or was it just the product of the sheer boredom of the time loop? And my point in asking that question is that good behavior that you choose is much better than good behavior that's compelled. And it's not clear to me that he had some philosophical awakening. The guy just grew bored out of his no, mind. The philosophical awakening was that he learned to love. when the, and, and she says in the, in the movie, she says, you'll never love anybody but the way you love yourself. Andy McDowell says it. Maybe I missed that quote because that would be a quote that I would appreciate. Yeah. And but, and that was the thing. He learned to love her. He found that in himself. And so he was freed of, of his selfishness, of his hedonism. And that's what broke the time loop. Maybe. And the, 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 tr the trouble with leaving it up to interpretation is those messages will be somewhat unclear. And to me, there are possible interpretations of this movie that are morally dubious that are not good lessons that are not things that we should do that are not paths to happiness or success. So in the end, I awarded My it heart is broken. I awarded it three out of five wikis, but you wanted to give it one out of five wikis. You did. No, 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 no. This is not a one. Um, it there's an, there's cool stuff here. The concepts are cool. I was not a big fan of the presentation. As I mentioned, the lighthearted comedy softened the seriousness. The seriousness made the comedy intermittent. I wish the movie would have picked a clearer lane. So I will give it a, a decent to good rating. But um, I think there was a lot of uh, unrealized potential. Okay, I'll allow it. You're crying like my wife too. It's like her favorite movie ever, and I, I really Good. tried to give it. I really tried to give it the best chance that I could. But you know, actually, and it's, it's subjective. But you know what the worst sign is when you're watching a movie and you're like, you're, you're trying to get a sense of what at what point in time you are in it. I mean, along the the actual time duration of the film. So I'm looking at my watch and I pull up the you know the play the playback the playhead or whatever on the on the screen. And I, to me, it felt like I was two hours in and it was 52 minutes. And I was like, oh, God. All right. We'll get through this. 
you're you're watching a guy relive the same day over and over and over again you know yes it's a it's a fantastic film five out of five wikis for me and and the audience is closer aligned with you than they are me currently four is uh Four and five are a combined majority, a combined sizable majority. And then we have um, three wikis down lower. So if you feel passionately about this movie, go ahead and give it a vote. Um, So, you know, the audience is scoring it higher than I do. So you can take some solace in that. Uh, Next week, we have Terminator 2. So I know people are excited for that, as am I. I can't wait to see where uh, if some of those uh, complexities and curiosities I had after the first one become a little more clear. And after that, uh, the randomized nominees are Dr. Strangelove, Mad Max. Sorry about the typo, but I can't change it. The Rear first Window. one, right? Yes. Mad Max, like the. The original. Uh, Mel Gibson. Is he in all of them? I don't Or in some of them. He's not in Fury Road, which is the most recent one. And it has um, Tom. Uh, oh, my gosh. My brain. And Charlie Theron. Okay. Well, the rule, I, I, as I understand it, is any, any series movies, we go with the original and then we go in sequence after that. Okay, that so, sucks because the first one's pretty boring, but all right. Well, we got we I, to. I, I, that's what we got to do. Uh, Rear Window, Pee Wee's Big Adventure, Aliens. Uh, Aliens has a solid lead, so it looks like we'll catch up with the Alien okay. sequel after that, unless you guys change your mind and want to vote for something else. And as a reminder, if you do want to submit your own movie ratings uh, or vote for what the upcoming movie is uh, in the week um, or in upcoming weeks, one place to do that is uh, in my weekly movie review column. You can find that on the homepage of my website or at mattchristiansenmedia.com slash columns. All right. We'll see if I piss people off as much as I did with uh, Tremors, which I doubt. I don't think I can achieve such heights again. I don't know. People are not happy about this. About Groundhog Day? Yeah. I don't I just... I, this might be the most slanderous statement of them all, but it's just boring. It's just a boring movie. Like, it did not resonate with me. I felt I thought it was totally forgettable, to be honest. I need a brown paper bag to breathe into. <laughs> it's okay. Anyway, I wonder if you're going to hate Uncle Buck too. Maybe comment if you hate my cousin Vinny. I don't. I don't know what I'll do. I hmm. don't know what I'll do. Comedies are often just like totally hit. Or, I wouldn't classify this as a pure comedy, but comedies are so hit or miss for me. Like my favorite movies are comedies, but if they don't land, they're just they're insufferable. Like they're just, they're boring and they're terrible and they're pointless. So I wonder if you would like Freddie got fingered. I think I've seen it. Maybe Uh, Tom green. Speaking of which Tom green is very hit or miss. Like he, he can be funny, but when he's bad, he's really bad. Mm, Okay. All right. Hmm. Uh, Okay. Let's do some super dad. All right. Savage me in the comment section, by the way. What's that? A white hoax hate. Can you believe it? I will find out. I will happily correct the record if uh, Nancy Mace is lying or if Nancy Mace is proven to be correct, rather. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Somebody alive said A Clockwork Orange is a terrible movie. I So I just watched it again last night and I hadn't seen it in like 20 years. It is a bad film. Really bad. I don't Am think I wrong I've about this. Um, just totally deranged totally deranged hmm. and degenerate and I, i'm not sure about the commentary on society and everything maybe i'm wrong because i like kubrick but i i was like Ugh. Hmm. um let me know in the live chat 
Uh, JV dude, finally catching the show after a while. I've been busy coordinating my move back to the Northeast just in time to be an uncle to a beautiful baby girl. Well, congrats to your family. Appreciate that. Six Semper Tyrannus. Uh, hey, Matt. And as always, to the beautiful blonde, thank you. I'm starting to see some positive things in our country. Still a long road ahead, but I'm optimistic. Feel the same way. Any examples stick out? Uh, no, I'm feeling pretty hopeless. I mean, I, I have a lot of hope in my personal life. So I do too. And politically, I mean, my, my state is crushing it. Uh, Montana is doing all the right things. So I feel pretty good about that. Um, the less I listen to national politicians and media, the better I feel. Cause so far they're not doing a lot to destroy my life here. They're just talking a lot about it. Um, yeah. be nice to cut back on a lot of their federal taxation and regulation, but, um, they have yet to implement some of their biggest dreams. So, as far as impacting life here, it's really just the people moving in. It's not actual feds coming in and doing bad things. So mm. pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. Knuckle hunky buck. Blonde is true romance on the movie list. It should be early Tarantino writing without having to see him act. Tony Scott directing and some great performances by a list of great actors. It's not, um, but I haven't seen it because I keep confusing it with Natural Born Killers, which is a movie that I hate. Hmm. Uh, so I should watch it and then maybe put it on the list. Um, Bubbly Noodle says, well, listen to the podcast at work tomorrow because I'm watching the USA v. Mexico match. What is it? Oh, soccer? That's going on, too. I, I assume. I don't know. Uh, but here is some soon to be worthless currency. I believe that we will win. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Ramiam. Thank you, sir or man. Sir or man. It's that tranny talk. Uh, Private ben- Benedito. Ben- Benedetto. Benedetto. California politicians, we have to ban ARs because they're so deadly. Also, it isn't a violation of your rights because you can still buy other guns that do the same thing. Yeah, it's not deadly if it has a stupid uh, fin on the back of the grip, the pistol grip, and if it has a uh, common sense 10 round mag. Exactly. Laurel says, because you wanted to use the name Ping for your son, the boyfriend decided to change his screen name. He's now your uncle. Hey, lovely. I like it. Oh, great. Well, great. Congratulations. And, um, I know, I know Laurel is making some, uh, big changes in her life. I can't, you know, I can't disclose, but congrats on, congrats on making moves, Laurel. It's very exciting. Long Dong John says, boohoo, Jack, build your own Nigeria. (laughs) Yeah. I was reading about that, uh, this Nigerian guy and I just kept thinking like, this is so based. Good for you. Yeah. Teach him a lesson. (laughs) I can get, I oppose on principle, but teaching a lesson to Jack Dorsey. (laughs) Did you see, um, Laura Loomer heckled Jack Dorsey at some Bitcoin conference? Did she? Yeah. She's back in, back in the yelling at Jack Dorsey business, which she is, uh, very accomplished in. There's something about Laura Loomer that I find really likable. Although scary. I both uh, am afraid of her and like her. (sighs) It's mostly a negative for me, but um, what I did find interesting about, well, I, it was interesting to see Jack Dorsey heckled, uh, but we were talking about it too. Um, if Jack Dorsey is part of a big Bitcoin event and is promoting Bitcoin and big Bitcoin fan, can I really trust Bitcoin? Yeah. Not that I have oh. Elon Musk poll to tank the Bitcoin value, but it just, when people like Jack Dorsey are in influential positions at Bitcoin conferences, it makes me nervous. It's just, yeah, I just don't. Yeah, you're probably right about that. Hmm. Yeah. Um, Knuckle Hunky Buck says, if you ask me, they should move Pride Month to August because it would be easier to remember. Pride comes before the fall. <laughs> yeah, 
I like it. That's a good one. Graham Godfrey. What about Milo telling Lauren Chen he is quitting the gay? Uh, he he did tell us all that he was quitting the gay before that, and he's been dating women. He's actually. I thought he was just going. Uh, what's the word? Abstinent or you know asexual. He was gabbing about um, being on some dates with some women. All right. I, I haven't listened to the interview, so I should. All I've seen is his public statement that he made or his article that he wrote. But I, I haven't listened to the interview, so I'll have to check it out. Incompetent hands. I'll take Christensen's for 200. Answer, I don't like what I heard, but at least he was honest. What is Matt listening? <laughs> what is Matt listening to David Chipman? Incorrect. <laughs> what is Ping 2 listening to the Groundhog's Day review? Question mark. Oh, she knows. It's not, uh, I'm not going to break any, uh, any of her heart additionally tonight. Don't worry about that. Was she bummed? No, actually it wasn't, it, it didn't bother her that much. Um, I don't know. I, I, but one thing that has been interesting in this whole movie review exercise, and I don't say this as a shot. I say this because people have a very strong emotional investment in films and I'm not saying, I'm not saying that to mock anybody movies. I love. I also love, even if I know that parts of them are shit, I'll still defend yeah. them because I, I love that movie. So it's just been, it's been interesting to interact um, in that way in a totally non-political way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Marshall Francis. Hey guys, I hope you are doing great. I know this is a music recommendation instead of movies, but I'd still recommend checking it out. It's called solid state from the musician soul extract. And it's sort of cinematic rock. Like, mm. um, like opera rock, like, like queen. Okay. Uh, I don't know. Uh, incompetent hands 30 Matt watch contact. Not amazing, but poses philosophical questions about science and religion mm. that you'd appreciate. Also watch the theatrical cut of Terminator two, not the special edition. Love the movie reviews. I would agree with that. Is it, uh, how much is it a lot longer or I, I mean, I think the special the edition is a lot longer. Okay. Well, I'm interested always, enough in the movie that I, I, I'd check it out. Apparently, there are a lot of deleted scenes from Groundhog Day, too. Maybe oh, really? I should have watched them. Apparently, they're good, but... I don't know. I, I generally try not to watch deleted scenes because I find often they were edited out for a reason. Hmm. Um, Nick Deep married the woman of my dreams on the Francis Case Reservoir in South Dakota yesterday. Glad to kick back and wrap up a perfect weekend with my favorite show. Thank you both for the sanity safe space. Congratulations. That's fantastic. That is awesome. Glad to hear it. We love you. You're very special. And thanks for, uh, thanks for tuning in. And uh, if you're taking a trip now, have a good trip. Yep. Uh, Marlon Moncrief says to Blonde, when your daughter is older, are you going to have her learn martial arts? No, she will take ballet and play tennis mm. or she will devote all of her time into Irish dance. Also, <laughs> how to carry and shoot a gun. Yes, I will have my husband teach her that. On an unrelated note, happy 70th D-Day anniversary today. 77th. Oh, 77th. Yeah, of course. Yeah. What did yeah. I say? 70th. I maybe thought I maybe her. I said I mean maybe I said seventh and that would be uh gravely incorrect. <laughs> yeah. Uh BB is back and says, Hey, thank you, BB. We appreciate it. Oh Great wow. You are the best. BB, we uh yeah, always appreciate BB. Hope you're doing well. I thank you for supporting the show. Um Pep says, Matt Blonde, how much ammo is enough ammo? The more I see Biden is headed, the I I'm thinking not enough. I don't know. I mean what they say is at a minimum a thousand rounds per weapon. I think that's pretty I, fair, but there's uh 
you can't have enough. And I've seen ammo stock and prices recovering around town recently. I think maybe the ammo market is having a little bit of a recovery. So uh, if you see, if you find ammo on the shelf at a good price, I would pick it up. I, I'm buying boxes here and there where they allow just because yeah, either, either you'll need it or it's currency in the new world too. It's worth, <laughs> it's, it's probably more valuable than gold. Stock up on toilet weight. paper too. Yeah. Knuckle hunky buck. The idea that the CCP would ever deliberately do anything harmful to the Chinese people is completely far-fetched. <laughs> Xi Jinping yeah. has nothing but the utmost respect for the lives of non-Uyghur Chinamen. Yeah, they would never do such things. Nathan Stang. Hey, at least we finally got something back for our tax money. It's a disease, but at least it is something. <laughs> That's a, that is more tangible than a lot of the things we receive. That's true. Yeah. Uh, I, my sense of sense, my sense of smell is not totally uh, replenished itself, which is a bit troubling. <laughs> uh, Stephen Suarez, if China takes over and we are forced to learn Mandarin, can we just toss coins in a pan in pans at them instead? <laughs> or <laughs> Or it's just, is that how they pick their newborn's name? I don't know. Ask Ping. Ping. Thank you, Stephen. It's for fun. COVID's the first time the U.S. can show that they've done something tangible with tax dollars. Hey. <laughs> yeah. Made by Jim Bob. The moon landing was a lie. We were talking about this the other day because apparently Xi Jinping has some plan to replace the moon or make a new moon. Supposedly. But here's... Not only was the moon landing fake, but we made the moon to fake the moon landing on the moon. That's the next level of the conspiracy theory. The only reason the moon landing was fake is because we made the moon. I'm willing to think about it, to subscribe to some high level conspiracy (laughs) theories. Nothing is too crazy these days, at least any more crazy than actually listening to CNN or any of the others. Yeah, for real. Um, Brontosaurus is the real hero. Simp for blonde also cheers from the Northern Hemisphere's largest prison, Canada. (laughs) Ant says, China has an aging population and would prefer less elderly, fewer elderly people. As their one-child policy is now backfiring big time, the virus also takes down old people at a much higher rate. Coincidence? Mm. Who knows? Mm. We'll never know the answer to any of these things. That's an interesting angle. That is an interesting angle. President Magtama, my new favorite soundbite. You can definitely use a dead midget as a weapon. I'll be contacting you later about licensing <laughs> blonde, beautiful as always. Thank you. You could. That was he a good wants, one. The strongest midget takes the smallest dead midget and he just flings him around like he's midget nunchucks. Well, I think the strategy would be they should all swarm the, the mountain lion to see what they can accomplish first. Wait for the first one to die, then start swinging. You're saying That's, just start yeah. swinging right away. Somebody would have to die. Yeah, use the, the dead first body. dead body. You would want the limpness but, of the dead body. <laughs> it would be probably advantageous. Although the mountain lion could probably sever limbs pretty quickly. You, you shouldn't count on. They go for the neck a lot of the time, but if it wanted to, it could probably bite off some of those limbs. That might be useful, too. Also, mm. you could just pile up the bodies of the dead midgets as a fortress. <laughs> just make a shield and live out the yeah. rest of your days. Yeah. <laughs> My money's on the midgets. Uh, Laser 47, good for home defense and battle. It sounds like the AR-15 is an intersectional gun. Stop discriminating against it and celebrate AR month with an AR flag. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Far Too Hard says, looks like Rachel Maddow needs to do some grooming with pride. (laughs) (laughs) Ha! She used to be good looking. You know, what happened? When was that? Not like good looking, but like way better looking. She had long blonde hair. What? 
Have you never I, seen that picture? No, I got to see this. Rachel Maddow College. Okay. Now I got to work again. You keep going. I'll find the image. Um, mm, mm. I mean, better looking. Okay. Yeah, I'll, you do another one. I'll pull this up. Shanique was stunning and brave. Uh, it's a disgusting slap in the face to my 104 year old late grandmother, great grandmother. Whenever a new electric powered dildo comes onto the market, come on. <laughs> Wait, is that how she died? What? I guess so. Yeah. Wow. The rough. I'm sorry. Sorry for your grandma. Um, yeah, this is uh, this is Castro Valley High School, not even college. This is like her senior photo. Still manly, thick neck dyke, but like she looked way better. Uh, yeah, yeah, I would agree. This is the transformation. Ugh. Hmm. Gross. Um, hold more. Hi, truth seekers. There's no way. The CCP would intentionally release the coup. That would mean a communist dictatorship would kill its own people. We've not seen that since. Um, stay healthy. You <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Pick your examples. Knuckle hunky buck. Here's a personal attack of $10. Good luck defending yourself against it. I'll use midgets. <laughs> Thank you. Although I just want to say that um, your personal attack there is distorted. It's fabricated. It's baseless. And, uh, you know. Anyway, appreciate it. Uh, Rowhouse says, have the two of you heard of Lauren Witzke? I see blonde and Lauren is kindred spirit. She ran for senator of Delaware in Delaware. She's mm. very high energy and just became a co-host with Milo. Um, I love Lauren Witzke. I would love to have her on my channel. I don't have her contact information. Oh, if anybody. Okay. I look through my, my, I've been on Gavin McKinnish's show and I cannot find his contact information in my email. I don't know how he got a hold of me last time. So oh, if anybody wants- has. His producer once Skyped me and invited me onto the show and then uh, it didn't work out and I never got invited back. I have messaged him multiple times on Skype and haven't heard back, but I'm trying to get Gavin McInnes on. So if anybody has his contact information, that would really help. And Hmm. Lauren Witzke, that'd be great too. Um, Shoot me an email, blondeinthebellybeast at gmail.com. Holden Mulray, Chipman's definition of AR means I have to trade my M1 carbine Hmm. for M1 Garand with eight high power. 3006 cartridges in M block clips fed into a magazine, a well magazine. I don't know what any of this means. He's talking about two World War II era weapons. One is a, uh, it's, it, they, they take different rounds. One is much less powerful. But it's interesting that you bring in, you bring up the M1 carbine because I've, that's on my short list of things I want to get. And I can't decide if I would want a reproduction or an authentic World War II era gun. And I was shopping at this like, weird hole in the wall gun shop and my parents where my parents live and there was one right on the wall but i i couldn't uh i couldn't take it it was a little too expensive but anyway what what he's saying is he could trade in his world war ii era weapon with a detachable mag and a, a less powerful round for an m1 garand that has an in block it, it doesn't have a detachable mag and it fires a much more powerful 30 out six round and that's a that's a common sense. Let's put it this way. You could do a hell of a mass shooting with an M1 Garand, and that's not an assault weapon. In oh. fact, World War II was a mass shooting with M1 <laughs> Garands. That's what it was. Um, uh. But it's not common sense, I guess. Or no, it is common sense. And it's got a, you know, it's made of wood. It's got a wood stock on it. So I'll tell you that. Really? Yeah, the M1. Oh, yeah. Do you know the, uh, okay, you know the weapon, uh, the get off my lawn weapon from Gran Torino? That's that's an M1. Oh, really? An M1 Garand, yeah. Mm. 
Another great movie. Great film. That is a great. Uh, yeah, just the right amount of casual racism, I think. For I learned so, <laughs> so many racial slurs. Zipper there are some heads, good ones. I, a, Wait, which one? Zipper heads. Oh, yeah. That one was good. I yeah. never heard that before. And just hearing Clint Eastwood say gook 4,000 times was strangely satisfying. I was going to say the G word, but uh, we'll go we'll go all in. Oh, yeah. I don't know. It doesn't, it doesn't sound that bad, you know, as far as racial slurs are concerned. <laughs> it's, it's underused these days. It is. I haven't heard in a long time. Stogies and Boomstick says, to be fair to the last hoax hate, the inconsistent messages of anarchy and past this legislation um, is in line with the left being inconsistent in messaging. Yeah, I acknowledge that. And I'll say that none of them taken individually are for sure signs of, of a hoax. But taken all together, together. it just doesn't. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't buy it. I also don't buy it. Um, Mark G. 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 I, he wrote me a message on how to pronounce this, and I, I screwed up every time. Edge of Tomorrow does Groundhog Day mechanic better. Hmm. Probably one of the few good movies that Tom Cruise stars in. Yeah, but what about Cocktail? JK, that movie sucks. Yeah, I don't know that one. Sounds like one uh, I would hate. Andy D. I don't think the money would have been raised if it wasn't a troll, which makes people donating hypocrites themselves because they probably wouldn't have in the first place. There's an argument. Okay. That is to say that people wouldn't have done it for sincere reasons is what you're saying. Yeah. Um, I could see that. But the fact of the matter is they did. They put up the money to help the lady. And I, I don't know if we're going, if we're going motive policing, that seems, it just seems like a, a, a weak criticism but also, if you're AOC, it comes at the cost of damaging your grandma. Like, even if the motives are impure, it's $100,000 yeah. for your grandma voluntarily yeah. contributed. Like, take the money. Yeah. $100,000. Yeah. I bet her abuela was like, what are you doing? Shut up. <laughs> Give me the money. Yeah. Maybe she never heard about it. Mm, yeah. Uh, they don't have um, internet or accountants or lawyers in Puerto Rico. Uh, Zinc Orby says, Matt, read Roger Ebert's, I assume he means review. He said rewrite of Groundhog Day. He gave it a blah review initially, but also saw the gene, but saw the genius of it later. Um, yeah, Roger Ebert wrote a second. Was, was wrong about a lot of stuff, but I do remember, I have fond memories of seeing, watching Siskel and Ebert like every week when I was a child. Uh, let me reload. Maybe, maybe it's one of those movies you have to see again. And I don't know, but it did not. It's not like I hated it. It wasn't like torturous. It just didn't really resonate with me, at least yeah. on first watch. Um, Trapped to the world. How would Blonde feel if her daughter slept in the same bed with a guy after a first date uh, just because she knew? Is she a 30-year-old film producer in this theory? Because I don't care. <laughs> they didn't do anything. They just slept in the same bed. Who cares? Come on, guys. All right. Oh, I shouldn't have read that anyway. Anyway, yeah. Um, the Beacon, thank you for reminding me of all my old favorite movies. A Clockwork Orange is happening tonight. Try reading mm. the book. The language is pretty rough to get used to. Mm. I had to put the subtitles on because I was like, are these people even speaking English? And the subtitles didn't help me. I was like, I, this, these Britishisms are such deep cuts. I feel like we're from a different planet. Uh, Matt Field, so what's your take on Tim poo-pooing, victim-blaming Andy No, Did he? Sorry if I missed it earlier. Um, it was the last straw for me. Tim's getting ultra high in his own flatulence. I was unaware of this because I don't listen to Tim Pool at all. I don't know what he said. So I, I have to pass a little bit. I've, I've My only awareness, I think he said something like Andy shouldn't be going to Portland or something. I can't He's from really. from Portland. I can't really respond because I don't know exactly what he said. I know the criticism 
was, of course, that it's an American city. You should be able to walk down any American city without fear of being beaten. But um, I have to pass. I just don't I don't know exactly what he said. I also don't know. Uh, Esoterica Unbound, given how thoughtful Matt normally is. Here it is. His movie mm. reviews are difficult to understand. Groundhog Day is a masterpiece. Perhaps you should watch them more than once. He's clearly missing some important points. I'm never going to get him to watch these movies more now than I, once. Now I have to watch it multiple times throughout yeah. the week. I, I don't think that's fair, though. Clearly, I'm I, I'm putting a lot of thought and sincerity into it. I'm not just... I, I didn't enjoy the movie. I don't know that I would have finished that movie if I didn't have an obligation to. So I'm putting sincere thought into it. I don't think that I'm missing the points. I think there are different interpretations in Groundhog Day. And I think plausible interpretations of the moral lessons are bad. So, you know, you just that's a, that's an agree to disagree <laughs> thing. That's not that's not a you're not paying attention thing. That's a. I Here's an interpretation that's not good. I this, wish he was just not paying attention. Yeah, I, so I'm paying plenty of attention. Swallow. I'm playing. I'm paying more attention than I would um, if it was up to my own call even though i like i said i generally stick it out so i probably would not have turned off this movie out of principle because it wasn't so insufferable um that i wouldn't have finished it but i was watching the clock the whole time i definitely was 2a education you need as much ammo as you want and can't afford i shoot a lot so there's never enough love to you both we love you too thank Um, you i appreciate it doesn't matter. Kim Jong-un plans to bring the moon to North Korea. It's actually an article from The Onion. Look it up now, only to cry later. Mm. From The Onion. Okay, um, thank you. McLenko, you guys plan on getting on Locals? I don't know. I'm like barely understanding Telegram right now. I can't do, I can't <laughs> do a new thing, you know? I understand Locals, and I like Locals. I think they're doing the, the right thing. I think they have a lot of great ideas over there. Um, and I have been in communication with uh, some of the team at Locals. And for me, I, and I, can't, I can't disclose everything that was discussed, but for me, one thing that's crucial to getting over on Locals is live streaming capability. It's not that it has no function outside of that. It does. It's just for now, if I were to go over on Locals, I'm kind of reinventing a lot of stuff that I've already built. If they had a safe home for live streaming that I'm 100% confident can't be censored in Susan Wiki Wiki style or D Live style like they've been doing, I'm in. Um, but for me, my thing is if I'm going to ask everybody to go to a new place to watch the stream or to watch yeah. things that I produce, I want to be 100% sure that it's everything that we left plus more. And locals is close. I'm not saying this to take a shot at them. I'm, I'm saying some of the stuff just isn't quite there for me just yet. And as soon as it is, I, I'm in, I just out of respect for what we have and out of respect for the audience, I'm not going to ask you to move until I'm sure that what we have on the other side is worth doing that. We're yeah. just, I'm just waiting on a few things. So again, none of that is a, sh- is a shot at locals. They're doing really good work. And I can tell you, um, they get it. The staff there gets it. Every, they're saying all the right things. So I, I like them and I trust them. Um, I'm just waiting on a few moving pieces and perhaps it'll be soon. Yep. That was the last one over here. Uh, Mark G also says, Hey Matt, on Tuesday, Midway USA is going to sell a bunch of M1 carbines from World War II if you're looking to buy one. I had not heard that news. Uh, so I will, I'm going to put that in my notes because I'm going to check on that later. It's like that's one of those pieces that I've been thinking about buying for 
a long time and I've just never done. And frankly, I probably shouldn't because God knows I have more important expenses coming up. But, uh, uh, you know, I'll have to tell my wife that we need um, yet another gun to defend the home. (laughs) Maybe if the price is right and the piece is cool, I would consider it. So thanks for that intel. Let's see. Uh, Okay. Over on Trovo says... Uh, C2K says today, the 6th of June was D-Day as an ex-Royal Marine commando. I'd ask that we all look to the heavens and say a quick thank you to all of my brothers from around the world who paid the ultimate price both then and since to give freedoms the far left abuse and want to destroy here, here. Yeah. Remember uh, what's important and remember the sort of actual struggle that was faced on a day like that. Slopper says Phil didn't succeed because he got Rita to sleep with him. He succeeded because he won her love. Uh, that from slopper. I mean, that's a, that's a plausible interpretation. I, I don't dispute it, but, but how did he do it? That's, that's another question that I have. How, did he do it by putting her and other people before himself? Yeah. Is that good though? Maybe in the context of your wife, I suppose, or maybe in this romantic context, it makes more sense. I just don't like how he became a good person by knowing everything about everybody else. And like being so concerned with their problems and solving all their problems. Cause it's but not the path to personal he development. Was, he was best able to use his gifts. Well, maybe we won't, we won't have to rehash all of this, but uh, okay. Um, ETC over on D live. Uh, appreciate it. And we'll wrap up with uh tippy stream. Call it a night. What do we got? Let's see. God, this freaking website. Whoever designed Streamlabs, I think, designed Tippy Stream. Because it's impossible to read. Hold on. Thanks for patience, guys. Uh, I have one job. I can't do it. Okay. Redicus. I remember that the last, that last April, Lowy 86. No, I read this one. Okay. I swear now I'm on the right track. Meet you. Cortez of all people should know that this was not Trump's fault. When it came out that he was, uh, that it was deliberately the fault of the governor of Puerto Rico that marched uh, a guillotine to the governor's mansion and six successive governors resigned in a week. Uh, Is that true in Puerto Rico? I have no idea. I know their politics Hmm. have been pretty corrupt and bad. And I know there was a lot of back and forth with the mayor of that one city and Trump about the delivery of uh, relief and supplies. Jacob says the federal judge is in the wrong. Two A boys will be mad, but California was uh, in its right to be retarded. The Bill of Rights was never meant to be incorporated, and the 14th doesn't change that. Judicial activism uh, you like is still judicial activism. You know, that, that's, a, that's a totally plausible purist interpretation. I, I am not saying that that's wrong. I think that it's perfectly uh, principled and probably correct to say mm-hmm. that the that the federal constitution was meant to apply to the federal government's interactions with the states and the people and that the rest of the issues are essentially uh, left to the states as uh, the 10th amendment says i don't think that that's insane i will say just not as a matter of constitutional fidelity but just a matter of how a country should be designed i don't necessarily have a problem with a certain amount of rules to the club like bare minimum standards that we all uphold as a country and i'm not saying that's the correct 
interpretation and application of the Constitution. What I am saying is that if we don't have a set of baseline commonality and rules, are we really even a country? If The federal government at that point would serve for the purpose of collective defense effectively, and that is its purest role. But what would be the point of collective defense if we agree on nothing else but collective defense? Mm -hmm. It's a very difficult country to maintain there. So uh, I don't think you're wrong. I just, um, I also don't think that philosophically it's necessarily wrong to say, here's a set of baseline rules to the club and states are going to adhere to this rule or these rules to be in the club. And if you don't, um, that's where there's going to be some intervention. Is that what the constitution was intended to do? That's the debate. But, um, but yeah, anyway, I, I, I think, I think you have a valid point, Jacob. Um, guy says Fauci was co-reviewer of the Moderna vaccine platform well before the pandemic. Uh, Fauci's NIAID gave $187 million to Moderna, million dollars to Moderna and also funded its vaccine trial in March, 2019. To be fair, the NIAID, NIAID probably uh, funded others. I, I don't know enough to comment or speculate, but it wouldn't surprise me to learn that there are some connections there. Yeah, uh, thank you for the information. Have a great evening, says Yukon Don. Uh, you as well. Thank you for supporting the show. We love you. You're very special. Phil is back and he says, imagine what could be done if conservative talking heads were more interested in winning for real instead of owning the libs. Walsh probably acted in good faith, but uh, this perspective of cleaning up after after the left needs to go the way of the dodo bird. Yeah, I suppose. I suppose you can make that criticism too. Um, that said, I just, I, I appreciated this one. I know that a lot of the times it is just following that lead and sort of criticizing that lead, but I thought that this was an effective move in exposing a lot of truths that are otherwise denied or assumed mm-hmm. to be unfair attacks. Michu says, uh, the problem with Puerto Rico is the corrupt progressive government. My fiance who passed in February, I met while stationed in Puerto Rico. Uh, she and her family were pro Trump. while. I thought he was more of the same. Well, uh, thank you for the info. And of course, um, all, all our best to your family. And uh, thanks for supporting the show. Hypnagogic Monk says, just watched uh, Tread. Is it just me or was that due to complete wackadoodle? God bless both of you. Well, what's the quote? Sometimes, um, sometimes rational people have to do irrational things or sometimes reasonable people have to do unreasonable things. The quote Something about... Like that, yeah. Marvin, the, uh, the, the killdozer man. Um, yeah, I actually have not seen tread yet. I need to watch that. Have you watched it? Oh yeah. Yes, I have. Yeah. Oh, okay. is it worth, I assume it's worth watching. Yes, but I did fall asleep 20 minutes before it ended. And then I haven't seen the last one. Was that what? How are you saying it was boring or were you just really tired? I was just really tired. It wasn't boring. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll check it out. Um, thank you. And I think we're, we're all set. Yeah, uh, still good on YouTube? Uh, yes. Okay, well, thank you. Perfect timing. How do we keep doing this? This is miraculous. I know. Thank you guys for hanging out with us tonight. Um, I guess I'm going to go check on what the hell happened with the uh, the fight. Maybe I should have done that before we sign off. But oh, I am, yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> I am sort of interested to see how that went. Anyway, if you spent the night with us instead, I appreciate it. If you're checking in after 
appreciate you as well. And if you'd like to get more of the show to listen to, we got the call-in show replays. We have more podcasts, more videos, more material over on the website. That's MattChristensenMedia.com. In fact, you can do everything over there. You can support the show if you like. You can tell me how much my movie reviews suck. Got all kinds of features over on the website. So hope you go check it out. In fact, you can get in contact with both of us that way too. In the meantime, we will be back next Sunday, because if it's Sunday, sorry, Chuck Todd, it's not Meet the Press. It is the Matt and Blonde Show. Have a great night. Bye, guys.